We fanned Brooke away. <laughs> we really did fan Brooke away. Wow. <laughs> Gag. Just kidding. <laughs> my sincere apologies for my terrible fucking safari bullshit once again. We know. It's the best. Anyway. Welcome to the Cop the Currently Unnamed podcast where we put the real and the tea in reality. You can always come to us first to quench your thirst. I'm Logan Murphy. I say something gay. Gay. Ooh. We fanned away Lana. Lana I say something gay. Gay. Lana away. <laughs> it, I guess that's what happened today. Um, you know, it's five o'clock somewhere. And by somewhere, I mean it's five o'clock for me currently. So I grabbed a drink because it's been a day. Um, we are drinking Press. Oh, no. It's not. Okay, hold on. Press brand uh, seltzer. It is the only woman-owned seltzer company in the top 10 in the United States of America. Is this owned um, by Cardi B? No, I forget. I think it's a white woman. Oh, uh, well, not, not Cardi B. Um, they're really good, though. This is lime and lemongrass. And like the flavors are unique and cool. Highly recommend. I got them. I got them at like Total Wine. I think they're fantastic. Right. Hello, I am Lana, your resident diva, here to give the tea, spill the tea, and drink the tea because you know I loves me some tea, per. And if you have some tea, you know what to do. Hit me up. Um, I'm drinking water right now because hydration is important. Um, I was going to say something. I tried to be like Mr. Talented the last time and it didn't work out perfectly. So I'm just going to leave it alone. But um, yeah, it's just water. Oh, and if I was drinking anything else, I would drink that in my cup mug. Because, of course, you have to have your cup mug and you Mine get that in, in, in the sink. Mm-hmm. And lonagiescreations.etsy.com is where you can get all of your cup merch. It'll be in the description and link below. So, um, yeah, that's what you do it. Hi, everybody. It is me once again, Eve the Bunny, Chicago Drag Impresario, and may or may not be Batman. Mm-hmm. And I'm drinking black and white tea. Why? Because I got a year supply when I was five <laughs> years old. And I'm really <laughs> slow at drinking them. <laughs> this is number five. Hi everyone, I am David Healy And I don't have a good intro But I do have a good shirt A GG good shirt Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I had to throw everybody off a little bit there But I am drinking Agua Water Come on Hello guys, it is me, it is I, Mr. Talented, your favorite guy. And today, as usual, we're just drinking a generic bottle of water sponsored by Mother Lucy Leduca, Miss Let Loose of course. Period. <laughs> I because, had it ready this time. Right. Because hydration is very important. You know, it's very hot. We're getting into summer months, you know, we have to stay hydrated at all times. Uh, and it is I, Brooke, queer college graduate who plays way too much Smash Bros, the Brooke Hogan of the Cup. Um, and, of course, uh, you know, I might play a lot of Smash Bros, but this past week, I've still been playing Hades because that game is a bitch and I haven't finished it yet. Um, regardless, I am also drinking generic water sponsored by Lucy Leduca. Um, 
Thank you very much. And um, yeah, because there's a Nintendo Direct tomorrow as of filming, uh, you guys just got Coconut Mall. Literally, Brooke and I are the only ones excited for it here. But hey, I'm... no accounting for gamers, you know, with the Y. Wave five, let's go, bitches. Anyway, we're back. It is All Stars 8. It is episode seven. It is maybe the best improv challenge they've ever had on Drag Race. I'm going to go out on a limb and just say, this was phenomenal. This was great. Uh, Everyone did a good job. Everyone actually did. did a great job. So, and that's just like, this. we're finally at the point in the season, for me at least, that I'm like, okay, everyone is a fully rounded, fully well-rounded entertainer. This is what I thought we were going to get with this this, yeah. is, this is the level of drag that I anticipated from this cast from the start. And this is why I was excited when the cast was dropped. Because now it's like everyone is so well-rounded. What are we, like, we're splitting hairs at this point. Yeah. It's sickening. I, I, I've been very happy with a lot of the runways on this season, which I'm very happy about. Because I feel like that's my main thing. I'm the fashion girl, so I'm always, always, I'm always, always looking for the runways. And so even like this, this runway was great. I think everybody did a really decent job with that runway. I don't think there was anybody that was just like a complete flop to me. So yeah, I wasn't mad. And I, I think it's also a good episode because we see some real human moments from at least half of the people. And I like seeing them as dynamic people and not just two-dimensional characters. So I like when they show their vulnerabilities, even if it might not make them look the best. Um, I still respect that they're just being real. Um, I like parts of this episode. There are other parts of this episode that... Um, and for lack of a better word, uh, go die in a fire. Um, oh, my God. To borrow a quote from uh, some people. Um, you know, I just... I originally... My headline is Coconut Mold, but when I first joined the studio, it said Canada One judging is better. And I <laughs> honestly feel that way. This judging has been really bad all season. <laughs> Clap that tea. <laughs> Clap that tea. <laughs> yeah. This episode was great. You know, um, I really loved the challenge. I really loved the workroom moments. You know, Rue had to come in and gather the girls, of course. They're getting out of line. But we'll talk about that later. Yep. You know, um, as Brooke said, you know, the judging is just every single time. Every single time it's like, are we watching the same thing? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, we've seen worse judging. Yeah. Not we've in recent memory. Of this season, oh. sure, but like in general, I cannot think of a season that has happened since maybe like I don't know, Canada One that has had judging I'm... that is consistently this poor. Like, maybe drag down under one, maybe, but like yes. Oh, down under one. one. Yeah, other than down under one, like those three are like the three that are coming to mind. Judging has been off this season. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, we walk back into the workroom and we've lost James Mansfield. I'm still sad about it, but it is, it, it's the game that we all signed up to watch and it's the game that they signed up for. And I do love that James and like everything that's happened since has been like, yeah, that was the game. I'm happy I got to come back. I'm happy I got to show more. That's just the game that I signed up to play. And that's just the unfortunate part of signing up for this game is sometimes you might get sniped when you're not expecting to. And that's unfortunately what we did get from James. What we also learned, and we saw it in Untucked last week, every single person voted for James. Shady ladies. That Uh, was the part that gagged me. I was like, everyone? And I know that like Heidi had said some things about, you know, James having a target on her back from week one, from that, I'm going to say again, crunchy judging. We got week one where James should not have been in the top, probably should have been in the bottom three. Um, I was like, well, the funny thing about that was it during the critiques, it sounded like they were almost like trying to make her low. And then they announced her safe with the other high queens. And I was really confused. Yeah, it it was a little confusing. But like I've said, uh, I think I said it last week. I actually think overall, Kahana has done better in the competition. So I definitely would have voted out James. And I respect that the contestants are going off of their own opinions and not necessarily what the judges think. But even so, Kahana did have a win. James didn't. So I think it's fair if she got voted out unanimously, personally. I mean, no one's ever said that it's not fair. I don't think anybody's going like, oh, you know, there are shenanigans here in on this day. It's just one of those things where if I was going based off of, like, the <clears throat> YouTube track record thing of, like, points for wins and placements and stuff, right, James statistically has a slightly better track record than Kahana. And, yeah. you know, even if they didn't, even if it was even, you would think there would be more of a split. But the fact that everybody voted for James was a bit of a gag. I guess so. But I, I think that also, if you're going by that, that means, oh, I'm taking what the judges say as gospel, which I don't think anybody should. We've already said we think the judging has been pretty off this season. So, oh, well, sure. Um, well, but even... Uh, sorry, I forgot where I was going to go with it, but it will come back to me. Um, I wanted to say, one, I think we're completely forgetting all about Espana's horrible judging we've had the previous season. Oh, yeah. Because that's been bad, bad, bad. So that's one. <sighs> yes. Two, I feel like that this is an instance where it is one of those kind of things that happens where I feel that production infers that a certain thing happened and all the girls disagree, yes. And then what happens is that almost becomes the narrative that everyone else watching the show follows too. It's almost like, I feel like that if all the girls weren't all kind of confirming and saying, yeah, we all felt the same way because of this, then everyone else wouldn't agree and say, well, I because I, I guess I put it this way. I don't feel like in my mind, Kahana having a win over James not having a win still negates the fact that she was in the bottom more times than he was. I mean, that she was. I mean, yeah, Kahana was in the bottom more times than James was. Because I feel like that that saying Kahana could have had one challenge win and been in the bottom every single challenge afterwards, and James could have only been in the bottom that one time, and but still, just because Kahana had that one win, she shouldn't stay. I don't feel like that makes a lot of sense. And I feel like that since all the girls agreed, 
oh yeah, no, that was the reason why we did it too. Then I felt like it almost set up a narrative of like, okay, that's the way we're supposed to quote unquote judge this or how it's being judged. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that just feels kind of, I don't know, a little like a setup to me. I feel like this is all like a pre-planned excuse so that everyone goes along with the, okay, well, I guess if Drag Race is telling me that Kahana has one win, so that's the reason why she should have stayed over James, then I guess it was James's time to go. And I'm like, well, honestly, I feel like James should have had a couple wins or James should have been higher in some places than they than they were in some challenges. So it could have, it, it, it could have a lot more leverage on James's part and it doesn't. And so... I don't know. Yeah. I just it, Drag Race does that sometimes. I feel like where they they set things up where they want you to follow what they are showing you. Basically, it's like they want you to follow the edit. And I'm just kind of like, but they, this isn't fully making sense. I feel like you're telling me to to that I should be thinking this instead of me initially thinking this is the way it should go. Because yeah, no just, one, no one believed. Like everyone was gagged when they uh that when James went home. And then when we all found out that James was the person everyone voted for, everyone was like, this doesn't make any sense. And then when we hear the reason, I'm just like, I'm just kind of weirded out that apparently all six, like all seven of you individually had the same mindset in your mind, but apparently none of you talked to each other about it. That's kind of weird. <laughs> for me, mentioning all the stuff that James should have got wins, I definitely think James was my second favorite in RDR Live. And when Kasha wasn't in the top for it, I was like, oh, James is winning this challenge. Great. And then she didn't. Uh, James was my favorite in Snatch Game, especially between the two winners. Like, I definitely think there were places where if production cared about James Mansfield and wanted to make her a contender, they could have. But, you know, I I, I hate to call anybody a filler queen, especially a queen that I love so much. But from the production standpoint, there are always filler queens. There are queens that they just don't care to put anything behind. That's why Heidi left. I mean, consistently, I mean, you have people like this season, Kasha Davis, Nisha Lopez, Monica Beverly Hills, you know, James Mansfield, people that have really good presentations in certain challenges that outside of Darian performed, I would argue, pretty well up until their, and Monica, performed pretty well up until their eliminations, but because production didn't really care to feature them and didn't care to put them in a good position on certain challenges where they did perform well, they just, you know, sunk down in the opinions of the other queens because we may not take the judges' words as gospel, but we do know that in all-star seasons, the queens will find any reason to send you home. And if they can use the judging as an explanation, they will. Yeah. Well, That's on, true. on the note that you made as well, Eve, it feels like challenge wins have an exponentially higher level of importance than times in the bottom Mm -hmm. and i don't feel like that i for me at least i don't feel like that should be the case it feels like oh a win means five thousand times more than being in the bottom we'll talk about it four times basically in a row once yeah deserved once that was deserved the other three no then it's still three times in a row yeah i only think kahana had one deserved bottom three or bottom two uh, but we'll get into it. Which one was that? Which one was that? The snatch game. Yes. So what about what? RDR Live? What about RDR Live? She was perfectly fine in that. So who else would have been in the bottom? Who else? Uh, okay, I would have James in the bottom. I would have James in the bottom. Absolutely not. Or yeah. James in the bottom over Kahana. Oh yeah, that week. Absolutely. 
Did you drink the drag delusion from season fifteen? No, because... I have my own opinions. I don't. I don't have to have no, the that's judges. Fair. And you're in that's the, true. and like you're that's entitled true. to your own opinions. And like I, I love that there are differing opinions because that doesn't tend to happen <laughs> yeah. on this podcast. We all tend that's to have true. the same opinion. So I love that. I love that people have the differing opinions. I disagree with your opinion, but I can I I can justify in my mind where you're coming from because I know the way that you feel about things and people and the way that things have gone. So I get it. But moving beyond that, um, yeah, Kahana is grateful. Kahana's still here. I'm happy that Kahana's here because guess what? I like Kahana. I like them both. I, I would have been sad either way. But, you know. Same. Yeah. Same. Uh, I would have been less sad one way over the other. Yeah. But that's only because I would have been less shocked. <laughs> sure, I was sure, more sure. sad, I feel like, this time because I was shocked. Mm-hmm. Sure. We walk back into the workroom the next day. Uh, we get RuPaul walking in. We find out that the maxi challenge is RuPaul. I love calling him RuPaul. RuPaul. Um, the maxi challenge for the week is a full improv challenge where the queens are participating in forensic queens. What had happened to Lil Pound Cake? I love that. I love that we get the resurgence of Lil Pound Cake. I. I thought the, we'll talk about the challenge, but I, I, like I said at the top, I think this is one of the best acting slash improv challenges that Drag Race has ever done because guess what? They let the queens do what they wanted to do in an improv challenge. Yeah. I love it. I That's mean, what I've been asking for personally for years. It's just like, we, give them a character and let them do what they want. And I think especially in this cast, everyone, every single person in this challenge did so well to the point where honestly for me this should have been a non-elimination episode mm-hmm. I think, I think five out true. of six I queens will... did very well four uh, out of six for me did very well two yeah, of them I played themselves say, again i would say four four as well um but um i do agree it might have been a good place for a non-elimination because we still have quite a few episodes left we're gonna we get down four more episodes yeah. Wait, how? Exactly. That's what I'm asking. One of them is going to be dedicated to the fame game exclusively. Um, but other than that, I think we're getting down to a top two for the final episode. But Do you think we're going to get a returning queen? Possibly. That's what I'm wondering. And if I we think are that's gonna still a queen, I don't know. Did they edit anybody to be a returning queen? I don't think so. No. Yes. I think, given the I think given, uh, well, not Heidi. I think given the circumstances of the season, honestly, James. I would, I would. Be, I think James's trajectory. I think James is really James. Maybe Darian are really the only people that I think could be could have been edited to be a comeback queen. But the tea with this whole season has been so weird to the point where, like, we don't know if there's a comeback. And apparently, I don't know. I know the tea for the season. I don't know if there's a comeback. I yeah. wouldn't think, honestly, I mean, I would want there to be one, but I feel like there honestly wouldn't be one because then how would they do the fame games? Because they're supposed to be only between eliminated queens. And we've been seeing all everyone's stuff after they got eliminated. So if they I, brought one of them back, then would they be disqualified from the fame games because they could win the actual crown? Or how would that work? I guess it would be one of the situations where they wouldn't be eligible for the vote and they're just showing their looks anyway. To kind show like, continuity, yeah, like mm-hmm. throw off the fact that there is a comeback. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would, uh, I don't know if it, 
how big of survivor people some of you are i know a couple of you are for sure but uh on second chances when they were doing the fan voting they had the winner of worlds apart eligible to be voted into second chances they let him be in the vote and then when they revealed that he won they took him out of the vote and Mm -hmm. which i was like that was stupid but cool i guess but well, if he hadn't been in there, then it would have spoiled the whole thing. It's 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 all it's all like a not spoiling the fans. But and I've heard I've heard T that uh, one of the eliminated queens actually still has their stuff in the workroom, um, and you can see it in this past episode. So I don't know if they're planning on just letting somebody come back in, and they said, "Leave your stuff; it's fine." I, I really I'm very confused by this. Because we always see people pack up their stuff and go. No, I did not know that thing. I think um, that will probably be there so that they can walk the runway for the fan games. Maybe. Because that's also something that you do have to realize is like, even when they have them drive off the lot and stuff like that, they also stay at the same hotel until filming is over with. Because it's not yeah, like so back in the day with America's Next Top Model and stuff. Because when people started coming back early, then you're like, oh, okay, well, we know you went home quick. quick. Like they have them, they've started making them all stay in around the same amount of time. Um, so they could, and also too, for continuity purposes, they could have filmed some of it out of sequence and somebody maybe didn't move their thing or something like that. So who knows? But I would I would be very gagged if somebody just randomly mm-hmm. came back or, right. or if the mirror decided to go two-sided all over again and all the queens were behind it. And I'd be like, Let's be fine. Have all the queens come back for a challenge? I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't either. I would not mind that at all. I would not. I wouldn't mind it at all. Does it feel to anybody that we might have had a couple of episodes get swapped around a little bit here? Like, in terms of the challenges? Because, to me, this feels like they had planned this for six. But, like, I feel like they were... Like, if they were going to do that, I definitely feel like we could have had, like, the... It feels like come back this episode and then the final six be yeah honestly kind of yeah yeah because because if they if they would have planned to do a comeback at six it's even Mm -hmm. you could have done a pairs challenge very easy you could have done like a paired design challenge or something like that not Mm -hmm. not necessarily a la conjoin queens from season seven but like something along those lines maybe that would have been the time to do it but with heidi leaving and like not being a part of anything anymore. Yeah, it's you know right. that theory does track. I I I see the logic behind what you're saying. Bro. And to me, I and knowing next week is a design challenge, right? Um, spoilers if you hadn't. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I thought we were supposed to be getting a makeover still this season because we hadn't got one. Allegedly, there there is. But right, that's why I was like, well, how many more episodes are there? That's crazy. I, I oh. want to do some speculation at the end because we do know a couple things about the upcoming four episodes. Mm. So I do want to talk about that tea at the end because that's not openly acknowledged tea, but I do want to discuss it just to see like mm. what the panel thinks. But yeah, Forensic Queens, we have our parts, we're picking parts, and Alexis and Candy are going at it again. And Alexis is crying again. And it... Which which Alexis are you? Crying over Heidi Alexis? (laughs) Crying over the part Alexis? Or mad she's... Or um, emotional that she's being acknowledged? Um, Emotional she's being acknowledged. I feel like that that suits me very well. I feel that. (laughs) Um, But you know... 
it's not drag race unless there's arguing over parts for a, a challenge like this um you know for me i was really i saw both sides of their argument the lexus had already given up her first choice to Lala. so yeah. when candy's like i want your second choice i get her frustration but at the same time you know she did not make her case very well mm -hmm. Not to mention, she, not to mention, she gave her. We can all be honest. She gave that part to Lala because she wanted the effort. We all know this. So like, yeah, it's it's very not. It's, it's not yeah. like she was sitting there being so noble, being like, I guess I'll let you have this. She still wants to get in Lala's pants, and we know this. That's what? the reason why she was all mad and stuff when Candy was like, No, because you ain't gonna get in mine. We ain't do no. I want what I want. So mm -hmm. um, my thing um, is, if you want something. Don't you just say I want it and fight for it? Like uh, you talking about? I just gave it up. I gave up one part for Lala already, and then I have to get. No, you don't have to do anything. You decided to do that. That's your choice to do that. Yeah, and then to, yeah. cry, and then to cry afterwards because you gave up the part. I'm just so frustrated. Then you shouldn't gave up the part. <laughs> Should have told Candy no. I want my part, and that's the part I want. So how we gonna fix this? We had a we had a standstill, and I would look her and stand her down. But the fact of the matter is, you can't. You scared of candy, and you don't want to make an enemy, like you said, because it it'll give anybody a new chance to pick my lipstick. Well, how about I you win the challenge? That. How about I you win the challenge that. so you don't have no? They can't pick your lipstick. How about that? I how about that. you just go out there and, and kill it? That way, even if they mad at you, they can't pick your lipstick because you won. But I don't. <sighs> well, and also the argument that she gave to Candy of, I don't really think the attorney and the detective parts are that different. And I'm like, so you're basically giving her every excuse to say, okay, well, I do, and I want the detective, so you just take the district attorney and everything will be fine. Which is what happened. If which... it's not different, then what? why don't you just take the district attorney and get what I want? Mm. But, and it's I... not even like the parts are like in the same number of scenes because there's a lot of a lot of scenes with candy's part where like sh they're not in the scene with alexis and so it's like a whole it's a whole thing where it's like the parts aren't the same if the parts were more the same and they were in like the same number of scenes and they were in scenes together that's where i would have been like okay i understand alexis's point but having seen the challenge i'm not i i see both sides of it well apparently some of her stuff was cut but yeah, I, I, I do want to say, like, I probably have an unpopular opinion on this, but this has nothing to do with Candy. I actually could kind of relate to Alexis on this. I'm somebody who's very conflict averse mm -hmm. and I'm a peacemaker. I try to get along with people as much as I can. And I've sometimes let people walk all over me and I think Alexis kind of has that same personality too. And this was the first time when she broke down crying, this was the first time all season I felt it was genuine. I think she just felt overwhelmed. I don't think it was about candy. She has said as much on Twitter that it's not about candy. It was other stuff going on with her, but I really felt her just being defeated a bit. And sure. We could talk about white fragility and sure. That's a thing. And heck, maybe I have some of that too. Maybe maybe I would be intimidated by Candy and just kind of shut down. Um, but with that said, I don't think Alexis deserves 
the online hate she's been getting because I don't think she is intentionally trying to vilify Candy. And um, it, it actually kind of upset me, like, seeing um, all of the backlash she's gotten and seeing her react to it. And she's she's trying to be as diplomatic about it. And I'm like, girl, just don't read this. I couldn't read it because it would just tear me up if I saw all of Twitter just ripping me apart. So I reached out to her and I, I sent her a message of encouragement. So I hope she's doing okay. And I hope she she can, like, I don't know, just survive this, you know. Um, but Candy did nothing wrong. Good for her for standing up and getting her part. She did what the game requires. So that's my thought. I also feel like I don't think <laughs> I don't think Alexis was trying to vilify Candy. Let's put that out there. I don't think she was trying to vilify Candy, but I do think she was trying to victimize herself and to make everybody feel like, oh, woe is me. Look at me. I'm just trying to do the best and be nice to everybody and everybody's not being nice to me and taking what I want. And and that that's the that's the reason for me why the, the tears made me roll my eyes. Because you're like very very much the white woman tears for the in this moment. It was like not to vilify Candy, but to victimize herself to make me everybody go, look how sad I am and look how you know, I can't ever get what I mm. want. Why can't I get what I want? And I have to be the bigger person all the time. You don't have to be the bigger person all the time. You're making the decision and the choice to do that. So you can't victimize yourself when you're making those choices to say, okay, fine, I'll give up the role. You're doing that. And you're, you're crying afterwards. Sure, you're frustrated because you had to give up a part, but you decided to do that. Yeah. I just think you she's may- wired that way, though. And I and that's and I and I and I get that and I get that because it is some people who just do not like controversy. They don't. They just it's, it's not it's not in their DNA to confront people and to go after what they want. But if you're that wired that way and that's who you are, you can't cry after the fact that you just you didn't mm-hmm. fight. You can't not put up the fight and then say, "Oh, I'm so sad I didn't fight." Those are the choices you decided to make. So I get it and I understand it, but I'm just like, I'm sick of Alexa crying at this point. Like if this was the first time crying, I would be right there with you. Like, oh, I got it. Yeah. yeah. But she'd be crying over everything. And then it'd be like, girl, I'm I'm, I'm tired. I think the last thing I have to say on the issue is that, sure, you're you're not necessarily going to like Alexis. She's not my favorite. She's not even close (laughs) to one of my favorites. But what I really do not like seeing is people talk about how she looks and talk about her hair and use that against her. And that's oh, what yeah. I see the Ooh, most on that. Twitter. Oh, oh yeah. Twitter oh, is ripping ugly. her apart because of her hair. Season and they're doing it again now. Oh, that's and, ugly. That's yeah. ugly. You can't, you can't be against body shaming for one certain thing. Right. But then be pro body shaming for a different thing that you probably don't go through. Because you don't like the person. Right, it's messed up, yeah. and I yeah. really don't like seeing people do that. That's I ugly. agree. That is very ugly. I agree with that one hundred percent. I didn't know that would happen, but yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I'm, on the Canada versus the World episodes, when people were throwing hate at Victoria Scon, um, 
I am really sick of this fandom sometimes and the way people act. Um, you, I feel like a lot of people forget we are seeing an edited product of these queens. This is not Big Brother where we get to watch the live feeds and see how these people act day in and day out, unless it's Big Brother Canada, whatever. Um, you know, we get to see an edited 90 minutes of these people, right? We cannot judge someone based on these edited 90 minutes. We can have favorites and people we root for, which is totally fine, but sending hate to uh, Alexis, there's been hate thrown at Candy this season online. Uh, there's been a lot of hate thrown at Kahana after all of the stuff that's gone down with Heidi the past week or so, past few weeks. Like, I will again repeat, if you are one of the people that is throwing hate at anybody on Drag Race, All-Stars or otherwise, stop your bullshit because nobody wants to deal with it and it's not cute and the only person it makes look bad is you. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Mr. Thompson. It's not making it's not in any way, shape, or fashion making any of these girls happy that you're doing it. <laughs> they actively are now posting and being like, which I mean they did before, but they're doing it now almost directly right after the episode happens. We're all fine, you guys. This is just da da Do not send that person hate. And if there is something underlying that happens afterwards or whatever, they'll let us know. But they still at the same time, it's not for us to comment or or to put our two cents in because that's just what two other people have have that we don't even know are having going on in their life. We're spectators. I like to say, as a drag queen, I, I, and this is just me blunt, I like to say audience members should sometimes stay in the audience. We're not mm -hmm. on this, we're not on their stage. We're in the audience. So we exactly. can stay in the audience and just observe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one thing I'm gonna say about the fans, um, like, you know, doing what they do, I feel like some of them are gaslit by some of the queens actually to do so because I'm not sure if any of you have seen it, but for example, this week, well, last week, when they dropped the trailer for this week and Alexis was crying, one of the queens retweeted it and was like, these white women's tears are dangerous or something like that. And I'm like, you don't have to say that because now you're, you're starting people up before the episode mm -hmm. even comes out. I'm like, you don't. Was it one that... of the girls from, was it one of the girls from the season? Or, uh... It was one yeah. of the ones involved. Yeah, and I'm like, you you didn't have to, like, uh, that was unnecessary. Yeah, not to mention the fact, if it's the person I think you're talking about, then she doesn't have the best personality track record with a lot of the Drag Race girls either. So it's very much like, okay, you're just drinking your own hole. You're just, you know, you're just, you know. It, it, it was the girl you're thinking of. Yeah, I'm just like, that. that's the immune, that's the ammunition. You can say it, it was candy. It was candy. Start off. It was candy. Uh, Candisha. Candisha Moose. <laughs> Candisha well, Affectionately, a Candisha Moose. And it, and it was probably, that was the first time Candy seeing it in video. So I'm sure it was raw and fresh and she had her emotions about it. So yes. I can understand that too. But sometimes yeah, it, we need to stop and think before we tweet. It did yeah, open a floodgate of hate so. towards Alexis. So, yeah, I, like I, I also want to. I also want to remind everyone we are we are only commenting on the characters that we see on this yeah. edited and highly produced reality competition program. Uh, I've met most of these queens in person; they are lovely. <laughs> so stop the bullshit. Anyway, names. we need to add that better. Just bullshit at the bottom. Just just <laughs> big, I'll add. I'll add it on for the next episode. Stop the bullshit. 
but yeah, so we get so we're in the workroom. Alexis is emotional. Alexis wants to leave. Kahana is upset because guess what? It's another comedy based challenge. Kahana wants to leave. So they literally pull RuPaul out of her trailer to go talk to the girls. Because they he, have already ordered a certain amount of episodes and they can't lose no more girls. But can't nobody else leave because they yeah. didn't know what to do. But, and yeah. not only did Kahana want to leave, she walked out of the workroom at one point. She walked out, she was packing, like Kahana mm. was ready to go. Alexis, you could say, maybe was being a bit like in the moment emotional, but Kahana yes. was like actively. Kahana was like, I'm leaving. Yeah. I mean, and I don't even blame Kahana because why are we having five comedy challenges <laughs> in a row? We yeah. are not breaking up anything. We're not trying. And it's like, y'all saw how she, I'm like, five in a row? Like, you ain't putting in a makeover challenge in between that or a design challenge in between that. Something else. But comedy. And she is bad at it. She knows that is her weakness. Y'all see it as her weakness. It's like, I understand. I would feel set up if I was Kahana. I'm like, y'all really yeah, trying, trying to get, get rid of me. Y'all really want me to go because this is what we're doing is we're going to const constantly give a comedy after comedy after comedy when you know I'm bad at it. Yeah, that's, no. that's along with the theory that Brooke was talking about, which I, I, I'm starting to believe a little bit more. I think these challenges were kind of mixed up a little bit. I think Heidi leaving really kind of affected the trajectory of the season. Producers know who they want to make it far in the competition, and they need to get rid of, and I, this is no shade to anyone, and this is not, like, this is not descriptive of anyone in particular, but they need to get rid of the fluff. Mm -hmm. They need to get rid of the queens that they don't want going far in the competition. And at this point, for producers, the only person left that was that quote-unquote fluff, in my mm -hmm. viewing of the show, was Kahana. And so, you need to put another challenge that Kahana may not be the best at in order to put her in the bottom and they'll maybe send her home eventually. And, and that's what we've seen time and time again throughout the show, too. Like... What's coming to mind for me right now is season 11 where they do that like big over the top magic challenge because they thought Sugar Kane was going to bomb and, <laughs> it, and she did really well and they found and a way she was to the second best of the challenge and they still sent her home. And they still found a way to shoehorn her, shoehorn her into the bottom. Try saying that five times fast. Um, and sent her home which was absolute crap. And again, yeah. judging the season has been really suspect because in my opinion, which I don't know if we're, we're, we've even started talking about the actual challenge yet, um, the people that were in the bottom, no. They weren't bad. <laughs> there were other people I mean, that were in the bottom, no one, to be honest. No, no one was really bad, but I mean, someone has to go there. Um, we'll talk about later. I, just, I don't agree with one of the persons being there. I agree. Yeah, but I mean, like, somebody, somebody has to be there. Like, somebody has to go home, you know? They need someone to go home first, you know? Except for All-Star 7, where no one goes home! Don't we love the victory lap? Okay. <laughs> Let's just... Side dive into it. I need mm -hmm. to get us there. Do we want to do what we did last week and stay our, like, top two and bottom two? Uh, I'm open to that. Yeah. Wait, this is all? This is all? Oh, yeah. Yep, we're, at top, <laughs> we're at top 
<laughs> I thought somebody was missing because mm-hmm. that thing was so long. Mm-hmm. James Mansfield. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so here we have all six parts for the challenge. We have Jessica Wilde as You're a Drag, uh, Kahana as I'm a Fox, Candy as Anita Clue, uh, Lala as Shot Risha Coleman, uh, but the <laughs> shot is silent. Even though. Jimbo as Ava Dents and Alexis as Effie Lee Bailey. I I'm fine to do the top the like our top two bottom two. Is everyone okay with that? Sure. Cool. Mm-hmm. My top two. I don't know if everyone is gonna agree with this. My top two for the challenge was Lala and Jessica. I think Lala, far and away, was the best in this challenge for me. She 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 fought for that role, and she knew what she wanted to do with that role, and she did what she needed to do with that role. And I was I was very impressed with with Lala in the challenge. I think Jessica playing this almost straight man, like lesser character, really worked out for her. Uh, the um, the ETB card killed me. The, she liked her. She liked the soft shell with the carne asada. That killed me. Um, and I, yeah, I thought I thought the top two for me was Lala and Jessica. The bottom two for me, for me, was Kahana and Candy. I thought Kahana this is the best I thought Kahana had done in an acting or comedy challenge. And I want to give her her flowers because I do think Kahana found a role that worked well for her. It's something that fits into her wheelhouse. I do still unfortunately think she was one of the weaker people in the challenge. <clears throat> My issue with Candy is I thought Candy was good. I thought Candy rounded out the character well enough but was kind of just regurgitating things that had been said to her about what the scene was going to be. Like, for example, when she go, when her, she's interrogating Lala and she goes, I have linguistic evidence after RuPaul literally just said that in the voiceover. I'm like, I don't need you to say we have linguistic evidence. I need you to say, Oh, we caught on to you, Miss Eloquent. Like that's what I needed from Candy and Candy wasn't doing it. So for me, Lala and Jessica in the top, Candy and Kahana in the bottom. Lala, yeah. uh, you're up. Mm. I mean, I have some mixed feelings because I do think Lala did really, really well and like was one of the best. But I feel like Lala was just being Lala and just gave me Lala. Which is fine because it's it worked and it was funny. So I think and and but see in that same aspect, I feel like the same thing with candy. Candy just gave us candy. Like it wasn't anything got that tea. Right. It wasn't anything like like she didn't do anything different to the character. She was just being candy and just talking and 
I don't know. I, I mean, I didn't like, I don't think she's at the top. I don't feel like Candy's at the top, but I'm like, if I don't feel like Candy's at the top, do I feel like Lala's at the top? Because Lala did the same thing. But I think the difference is Lala made it funny. Candy just was, ah, it was all right. So I would say my top two would probably be Lala and actually Jimbo, if you want to be honest, because the stinky finger, I was like, <laughs> you you took a piece something, you took something and ran with it, and it didn't run it to the ground. It was still funny throughout, and I can. It was a character that I could like. I can see the development of the character. I feel like, I feel like everybody else's character was kind of one note, but I feel like Jimbo's character and Lala's character probably had a little bit more roundness to it. I think Jessica would be my third top if I had to, if I was choosing three, but I feel like. Jimbo and Lala was my top two. So I have, um, I, I I will say I have a different top two mm-hmm. and bottom two than I think. I think I have this. I think, I think it might be a little bit of the same. But I did agree Lana with you. say her bottom two? I miss. Oh, Candy and um and um probably Alexis. Sorry. Okay, so well, I feel like mine's just half of yours and half of Logan's. Then, Lana, I agree with you. Like, this is the second time that we've seen Candy play a person from Brooklyn, and mm-hmm. this is the second time we have seen Lala play some um, South Brown, some gal, South like hood girl kind of mm-hmm. uh, uh, caricature. That and I'm just kind of like okay. I feel like they're seeing the same thing. Although I will agree, I do feel like that Lala was able to play more, was bigger with the character. I guess I say than mm-hmm. just it looking like she had on an outfit and she was just saying lines. It was almost like Candy just had on an outfit with same line. Um, and also at the same time, I agree. I feel like that uh, Kahana. I don't think she did as horrible as people as they wanted to make it out. To be, I don't. I don't think honestly that she deserved to be in the bottom. From from my personal, um, I honestly wasn't the craziest about Alexis' performance too because it wasn't that memorable. Like I really don't remember a lot of what she's like. A lot of the jokes that she had, other than this case has more holes than Michelle Visage, but that was mm-hmm. the first thing she said. Like anything else after that, I really it really didn't pop for me, um, and I was cackling over Jessica talking about these soft shell tacos. I could not take that at all. That was hilarious. And like all the review shows that I watched with people seeing that, they were just losing it over that part. And I was like, see, this one wasn't that bad for Jessica. Like Jessica kind of knew to play the uh, naive character. You know what I mean? And it just kind of worked. So for me, I would say my top two would have to be Jessica and Lala, even though I don't want to see her doing no more ghetto girls no more, girl. Like, do something else. Put on an accent. Something. Shit. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, my bottom two would have to be Candy and Alexis. Yeah, for me, I'm trying to look at this like like they're an SNL cast. I know we had the RDR live, but I think just kind of like a body of work between this challenge, the RDR live, the Snatch game, what are they bringing as a whole and how well did they do in this challenge? So for me, 
the person who has the instincts who could absolutely be an SNL cast member is Jimbo. She's she switches up her characters so completely each time and she finds a certain element that she emphasizes. And I'm like, this is like Kristen Wiig type of humor. Like she really nailed it with that stinky finger. And like, I was, I was cracking up, not just that all the SH sounds that she, she kept doing just kind of that German accent. So she was my top of the week. I was perfectly okay with her not getting a win but she was for me the funniest in this challenge now it is a horse race for second place uh, because i thought three people did extremely well this week and even now i'm debating <laughs> who was my top two but you jessica you will david <laughs> who is in your top two okay jessica and lala were both very good and Logan. i hear what you're saying eve I do think this was a bit of a different take for Lala than her Snatch Game character. Um, she had me cackling the whole time. And what I liked about Jessica is that hers was a little more subdued. It was so earnest, everything she said, but just subtly hilarious. Like the whole thing about the guacamole. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm debating so hard right now. Um, I'm going to say my top two were Jimbo and... I'm going to go Lala. Um, for me, Kahana was perfectly safe and exceeded my expectations. She listened to some great advice from Jimbo. So by default, my bottom two is going to be Alexis, whom I think didn't have a lot of uh, moments on screen, but she really didn't build a character that had much that stood out about it. So she could have she could have made some sort of bizarre character that would have st stood out and she didn't um but for candy if candy was an snl or snl cast member and brought the exact same character every time i don't care if rupaul likes it you would be fired from snl if you cannot switch it up so sure she was fine but the fact that she's consistently the same character it does not work for me she should have been in the bottom two for sure also, one thing I'm thinking about is this Alexis's third time playing like a girl from Jersey. She season? has done that a lot, she and wasn't in her Jersey, previous season. Huh? I know I she was in. Uh, I know she wasn't already alive for the Michelle. I thought Massage Alexis' thing. character was uh, it was like Brooklyn, like yeah. the same area, but right across the yeah. river. Yeah, so Brooklyn, I think. Yeah, but the accent I feel like in that and in this were the same. Mm -hmm. I think I that agree. Long Island kind of accent. Yeah. Same uh, part of the world. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go down the line really quickly. Um, Jessica, you're a drag. Eight down. I mean the way how she was able to be so serious and make you believe what she was saying. Truly is not cheap. Yeah, like she was not breaking character at all. She she had like this serious look on her face and she was giving you her lines. And I was like, I'm believing you. Miss I'm a Fox, Kahana. Where is the body? Akira is the body. Come. <laughs> come, <laughs> come that was funny. Come. That was funny. She <laughs> ate that line alone. Akira. Is the, body. is the body 
Yes, that was so smart. I feel like she did a really good job, even in her little confessionals when she was like, mm-hmm. I'm an even bigger B-word, but you know, that's real growth. I was like, okay, like mm-hmm. you're having great lines. Like this has been her strongest acting challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm glad yeah. she did leave because she actually did do a really good job. Miss Candy, I um I agree with you, Lana and even David, everything you guys said, you know, it seems like she's just playing the same character over this time. She she was she she was okay. Like nothing really stood out to me. I can't remember not any of her lines to be honest, except for when she looked at the EVRD doll and was like, "That's a puss." I'm like, "Okay, yeah." I'm like, "Okay." Lala, a from beginning to end, driving the car. Eight down. Jimbo, Jimbo was smart as well with her finger. I loved when she was like searching for the hair and she was like, the interesting thing about the DNA in the workroom is that there is no DNA in the workroom because the dolls don't have DNA. <laughs> have DNA. Oh, I love that line. Everything, everything. So she did a good job as well. And then Alexis, Alexis, she was trying to be serious, but you know the joke. She was trying to throw out what jokes that we all seen or heard already, like Michelle having the many holes. We heard that countless a number of times. Her trying to trip over the toilet paper. I was like, we see the show on the toilet paper almost every time. So I just feel like her jokes didn't really land. Um, I'm not saying she had to go over the top with it, but you know, try and do something a little different. You know, make us laugh. So with all that being said, my top two, I'm going to give it to Lala and Jessica. And my bottom two is going to have to be Candy and Miss Alexis, Michelle. Yeah. Um, so I will quickly just steal a couple of things. One, uh, just for the record, it is very hard for me in a situation where I'm told, oh, I'm going to make you laugh, right? To make me laugh, right? Like it, when I get caught off guard, like Logan a second ago making a Big Brother Canada 5 reference. And I, it, it, I lost my mind for a solid 30 seconds because that's the kind of humor I enjoy. So You can and you will, you Cindy. Will. Who are you nominating <laughs> for eviction? Everybody said nobody is Nutta. Nutta. Sorry, go ahead. They're great. Um, regardless, um, so I will say I did not laugh a lot. I chuckle at, and that, that's just a general thing for me, right? Um, but there were two times where I busted a gut and because of that I have to give those two people like my top placements uh, so one of them is Lalari because I just found her so enjoyable the entire challenge the other time it's Kahana Montrese because when she said in her opening confessional I'm a bitch right I come back 10 years later I'm an even bigger bitch I thought it was that's growth. it's called growth <laughs> But the thing is, I feel like Kahana, I, I I know this is might be controversial. I feel like she was serious in the parts where she should have been serious. But when she was trying to be funny, she was funny. I didn't get the critiques she got. Um, Jessica is also very close because I was like straight up chuckling the entire time she was talking about those damn tacos. 
Um, and I also <laughs> thought Jimbo did really good. Jimbo had my favorite ad lib line of the entire thing, where uh, there uh, Alexis, Jimbo, and Candy are in the room talking about the evidence, and Alexis goes, "Well, show me what you have." And Jimbo looks at Candy and goes, "Besides herpes." And I, <laughs> Right. right. <laughs> um, I like the finger stick, but like that's just me. Wasn't it didn't hit for stink, me. not stick. Yes, it did not stick for me. I can acknowledge it may have feathers. Uh, my free bottom two were Alexis and Candy. Um, I did not remember a single thing Alexis did in this challenge, like at all. Um, I and even with Candy, which I honestly thought Candy's performance is probably worse. At least I remember it. You know. Like, I, I, Alexis was just such a, this challenge was made for five people, so we're going to throw in an extra roll at six, <laughs> is how it felt. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's really how it felt. And then when you have Candy, who, it's not even that she's not changing it up. I don't think Candy has played a character all season, like, one time. Yeah. And, and no, no, she's Candy. Of, outside of yeah, Candy. Um. And it's just, I'm like, and even then, Snatch Game, like, it still felt relatively in her pocket, you know what I mean? Um, I just, I, 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 Candy and Alexis were my bottom two. My top two were uh, Lala and Gahana. Okay. I'm glad yeah, Gahana I, got named by somebody to be in the top two. She should yeah. not the bottom. She uh, should not have been in the bottom. bottom. I don't think that. None of us had her in the bottom, right? Especially when you won it. Oh, God. I sure did. I think think that I think that what's happening with Candy, honestly, for me, is this season, I feel like that uh, she's getting the Alyssa Edwards treatment. Yeah. Oh, Where Rue just loves her. So it doesn't matter if she's not the funniest or the goofiest or whatever. Like Rue said that earlier, I just liked you being Candy because I just think Candy's funny. And I'm like, okay, but then you guys did that with Alexis. I mean, you did that with, uh, 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 not Alexis, you did that with um, um, Alyssa Edwards. And that was the thing. And you said that in Ross and everybody said that many times where we just want to hear you talk because we just think you sound like the stuff you say and the faces you make and stuff are funny. Okay, but are you necessarily fulfilling the challenge? Well, that works for me with Alyssa. She can say anything and crack me up. Yeah. I mean, this is but not, is that fair, this is not RuPaul's personality right. race. This is RuPaul's drag race. True. I must say, is that, I feel like is this, that a fair thing? Like, because... There's nothing wrong with you loving her personality and stuff like that, but her personality isn't part of, is with the, and that's just me. That's just me when it mm. comes to like the challenges. I try to take how I personally feel about everybody out of it and just mm-hmm. base it off of what they do and how they perform. And I yeah. feel like they're not doing that a lot with Candy because, you know, they're they, just, lo- they love Candy being Candy so much. And, and, I mean, I feel like they do that a lot with a lot of, with a few people, because if you're not one of Rue's favorites, mm-hmm. you don't get the benefit of the doubt of not being, being able to be great and still but being what, there. But what I will say, though, is I could also make that same argument against Jimbo. That's because what I, I feel saying. like that, but Rue, because Rue has a soft spot for Jimbo, but the difference is the fact that Jimbo is actually like, doing really, exactly. really, right. Exactly. They're really delivering like what they're supposed to be doing. So it's like, yes. it makes more sense if Jimbo, like, it's almost, it's, it's funny because it's funny that Candy has still been very much a focal character in this season for her to only really only have one win under her belt. Right. 
and not really that many highs. I feel like she was mostly safe, safe. a lot. So it's it's, it's weird that it there, it's weird that it feels like it's almost being set up for Candy to be part of the final four. If there's gonna be a final four, because it's like I feel like that she hasn't done anything. done enough. Yeah, no, yeah. I can Candy easily I been... easily feel like I've seen all the other five girls up there put in more work this season than Candy honestly has. I agree a hundred percent. Except for like... except for the rusical. But other than that, I'm like. Or, yeah, the, maybe the rusical Candy did. She did. You know, she did. True. Fine, sure. It, but me, I feel. Oh, sorry. I, I was just I, gonna I, say. To me, it feels like like the producers and Rue had mapped out how they expect the season to go, where they mm-hmm. expected everybody to place. And mm-hmm. they're just trying to make it happen as much as possible, even if regardless if even it looks if it's right not being not. earned. I mean, yeah. yeah. People who they are pushing towards the top four, right? Because let's be real, barring a comeback in the next little bit, we pretty much know who the top four are going to be. Okay? Well, See, this is the thing, though, that I heard, and that's all I'll say before, is I didn't know a whole bunch about this season. Um, I try my hardest to stay away from spoilers and stuff like that before the season comes out, even when sometimes it comes down to the cast of people that are supposed to be there. But, of course, if you're on YouTube and you watch a lot of Drag Race and stuff, it's going to pop up on your algorithm with little yeah. quick baby, you know, pictures and stuff like that. And every single time I would see anything about All-Stars 8, I never watch any of the videos, but I would only usually see four queens mostly mentioned and it was alexis lala jimbo and candy and so it's very very crazy to me coming into this season and watching this season and seeing how great jessica did but also seeing sometimes when jessica like especially with her runways and stuff did very mediocre but they still kind of pushed her through it's just very it's it's very weird how production is doing this season because it looks like they're trying it looks like they're trying to make it like jessica is going to be in the top four but i didn't even know jessica was in this season until i saw the cast announcement well, so I'm like, then that would make no sense if, if 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 she makes top four, like this is how production is showing us that she does. Why were none of the other spoilers really putting her on their, you know, as their thumbnails or anything like that? Like I, I didn't see anything about Jessica. And she's been very wrong this season. Let mm-hmm. me make that oh. clear. As someone who as someone who ingests all the tea, the yeah. tea has been very off this season. Because they were really, to me, making it seem like it was going to be a Candy Jimbo top two. And so this whole season, when I really haven't seen Candy doing that much, I'm like, how are y'all pushing her to the finals then? You know, it's just it just seems weird. Well, for me, though, I think the interesting thing about Jessica, specifically and how she's being portrayed on this particular season, is that this season does not really have a, like, fashion queen, right? Like, the, the, the typical drag race fashion queen, right, that has, like, these, yeah, like, think of, like, your Gigi Goods, uh, your Violet Tchotchkes, etc., right, that are predominantly about fashion. Now, Jim serves really unique runway looks, but she doesn't fit that specific mold. I feel like they're trying yeah. to pitch Jessica into that fashion thing, right? And they Which, really shouldn't. But And I think the reason they're trying to do it, though, is because Jessica was on season two. We've only seen her one time since then, and I guess they're thinking that they can do that because she hasn't been on here at long, for a long enough time that people are going to forget about what she did on season two. I haven't. I know a lot of other people haven't either. But when you have, like, the only other person I feel like they could have even pushed into that box is Heidi, but, like, they I'm didn't. Kahana. Well, if she, if she hadn't worn Vegas looks half the time, maybe. Thank you. I was about I mean, to they're, say that. That's they're my amazing. Only difference they're incredible Vegas looks, though. But also at the same I, time. Gonna, that's, but, gonna... but that's how Vegas looks are supposed to look. Vegas Vegas style of drag is, I mean, Vegas showgirl Yeah, but we don't see them that good. Very... We've never seen them at the level Kahana's brought. 
I like agree Akira with you. has not been bringing Showgirl. Like Akira never brought Akira Showgirl. Is the only, Akira is the only person I think that has brought Showgirl. Asia was bringing Showgirl. Asia was bringing I, Showgirl. I don't think looks. of them as being the exact. Roxy was bringing Showgirl. Looks. I, I don't see those and think Showgirl. No, I know like what you're talking about, but no, to me that does not scream Showgirl. Fair enough. I, 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 I guess that's the difference of the Showgirl. Well, and see, I think for me, when I think of Showgirl, I'm thinking of old school style drag heavy costumes when it comes to either Absolutely. a lot of feathers or a lot of beads or a lot of fringe or a lot of something like that. And mm -hmm. uh, I've seen like that. That's the difference I would say with Kahana is because I see Kahana possibly winning the fame games, uh, just honestly, because of the fact that I don't because Heidi's not eligible. But I think that the difference between Heidi's looks is a lot of them are showgirly to the point where they just are expensive looking. Yeah. But they're not like fashion forward. You know what I they're mean? Not, they do look like they cost not, a lot of money and they're they're glittery and sparkly. You know what I mean? But is it fashion fashion? And I feel like that's the difference. Because I feel like Heidi was giving more fashion and Kahana's been giving more, I spent a shit ton of money on this stuff. Well, on the side, they're not all the most unique looks in the world, but they are very well done and she looks yeah. great. Yeah. But so. I mean, even then though, they I feel like they were trying to pigeon her into the she's a really good performer hole. Right, because they did that on the first episode. They kind of did Heidi. What for Heidi? Kahana. Kahana. Right. Oh. Um. And then over time, though, they've portrayed her as she's really good at performing, but then slowly over time, she started to doubt herself. And I think that's what they've been like doing that whole like you're getting in your own head thing that they did to like Widow and a couple other people. Jan. Yeah. Um, well, I think we could call that the showgirl effect, honestly, because the three people we've seen on All Stars that have gotten that sort of edit are Roxy, India, and now Kahana. Mm -hmm. And so I think you can really call it, I'm going to call it the showgirl effect, where like I'm they seeing do, Roxy they, Andrews tomorrow, by the way. I <laughs> love Roxy Andrews. Are you here to um, make. <laughs> yes. Are you going to wear a glittery tank top? That's my question. Maybe. We'll see. Great. I love it. Um, we do need to move to runways uh, because we need to move to runways. So yeah. we're going to move to runways. <laughs> but first, I would like to talk at length first about RuPaul's runway look because this is one of my favorite RuPaul looks ever. <laughs> also as well, I want uh -huh. to mention something that I saw on Twitter that I want to clarify very quickly. Um, oh my God, was it put in somebody's circle? No, I think it was in, no, 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 it was in person because I mean, it was on regular Twitter because I'm not in their circle. And I was like, hey, I have some Drag Race girls in my circle, so I didn't know if it was them. But Akiria reposted, not Akiria, uh, I lied, Angeria Ooh. reposted this look and it basically said, I'm surprised that Michelle liked this look so much because I thought <laughs> Michelle didn't like bodysuits. Um, I didn't know if I should comment on it in public or not, so I circle tweeted it. Um, but technically, I do want to clarify, this is not a bodysuit. This is a leotard. Mm -hmm. And those are two different things. Mm -hmm. Leotards do not have legs attached to them because ballet dancers wear leotards. You know, bodysuits have legs attached to them. So I didn't want to say that and then have Angeria fans trying to jump all on me. But I was just like, yep. technically, those are two different things. But uh, um, anyway. That Angeria is the one in the black, right? 
No, she no. was the Okay, first of all, that did not call for all that laughing. It didn't call for all that dumb I'm just I do want to talk at length about our guest judge. That's who I was about because she is an icon. I was talented had something to say too. In law. I really wanted to just say the woman in the black because I really, really skipped past all of that and watched just went to run away. But she is giving me everything I need in the guest judge. She looks uh, amazing, hair fabulous, outfit amazing. I don't know who she is because I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't. Just let me get my point go out before ahead. y'all jump go into ahead. who she is, because that's what y'all always do. I say I don't know who somebody is, and everybody want to give me context clues on who she is. Let me get my point <laughs> out. She is iconic. Period. Thank you. Now, who is she, Logan? Um, no, oh. I'm gonna let Brooke do it because Brooke uh, wants to do it. Oh, <laughs> who is she, Brooke? Um, so uh, a while back there was a Batwoman show on the CW. Uh, season Batwoman was played by Ruby Rose, uh, and then they recast her with Javicia Leslie uh, for season two and season three. Um, so that's where she's gotten most of her notoriety from. She's an actress, but wow. she's also incredibly gorgeous and incredibly talented. And I am so fucking happy that she is a guest judge on this show because she is the moment. Um, okay. Thank speaking you. of talented, oh. Mr. Talented had something he was yes, trying to say. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um. Real quick, we didn't even talk about RuPaul in her Ruin Act Man. Oh my god, when she was oh. the security guard. Yeah. It, that was hilarious. It took me a second to realize that wasn't Lala. Right. I was like, oh shit, that's RuPaul. <laughs> um, also, Brooke failed to also mention Javicia Leslie is the first black Batwoman. Period. Period. Which is very important and she's also incredible and I love I adore her so bisexual uh, <laughs> yes yes, yes bicon come on bicon come on bicon bicon yeah, yeah one more thing also Lana I wasn't trying to make fun of you because I know you don't really watch all the seasons it's just mm-hmm. funny you were like serious about it you were like is the one You're like so that's her right and I knew that's why y'all were laughing that's what I, I, yeah. I said what I said like you didn't take all that laughing because I know y'all always me. But it's okay. I'm going to take it. Your husband didn't it. laugh, Lana. Uh, okay. I, I didn't either. I didn't laugh. Your child didn't laugh either. I mean, Brooke it's, it's, the Brooke Hogan of the Cup didn't laugh either. I mean, that's fine. I just know people just seem to seem to laugh at me because of my lack of knowledge of, of drag race. But it's, it's okay. Never. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> along. But she just looked amazing. That's all I know. When I saw it, I was like, oh, she is gorgeous. Who is she? But then y'all start talking about Angelina. Like, who is she? But okay, yeah. And Rue looks good, by the way. Yeah, you better work. Categories. Miss fill in the blank. I love this category. I liked it too. too. I did too. That's one thing I will say about Drag Race. I'm like, thank God, after 15 seasons, the categories they are they do have fun. They still do have fun categories. After you're kind of like, after 23 U.S. seasons, they can still come up with something unique. Yeah, that's impressive. And I, I love. Should we do like we did last week? Just give thoughts and then give a score. Yes, please. Okay, perfect. Yes, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. I need my chopstick. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Maybe not. 
Like, actually, probably. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I did. Was there anything a chalk this week? I was just saying, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know if it was. If There's chopped. one I did not like. If I need to, if I need to get them, I know where they are. We'll oh, get them for the fame right. game. Get them for the fame game. Right. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, fame game. Oh, that's well. You're right. First up, Jessica Wilde as Miss Sausage Party. I thought this was really impressive. I I thought it was a really smart concept for Jessica to do. I think the gown itself is a little bit simple, but I don't really mind that for this scenario. Um, this yellow. She needs to wear this yellow every day of her life because she looks incredible in this color. It's so stupid and funny. All of the sausages coming off of her, I thought were really, really fun. Uh, Jessica's going to get a 90 for me this week. I kind of love this because... Yes, it's a simple dress, but it's a pageant dress, and she's Miss Sausage Fest. The sausage is coming from everywhere. The sausage crown, I was here for it. I loved it. I gave it a 98. To be honest with you, this is another one of those instances where I felt like that um, that Jessica was kind of did for me something that I think is very okay, and everyone kind of hyped it up like the judges kind of hyped it up to be like one of the best things they've ever seen because i mean i do agree i think the 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 i think the concept is cute but i do also agree that it is really just her in a dress with like props um and i mean they made fun of candy and said that too that her aesthetic is like one bodysuit or something with a lot of props so i'm kind of like i still want to see more con concept in the outfit if you took like other than the crown and the all the sausages she's wearing, then I mean it would just be her in a dress. Like if the dress was a sausage print, you know what I mean, or looked like a big hot dog or something. I guess that would be a little bit different. I just I like my concepts concepty instead of mm -hmm. like being that put together. Also, too, I think the issue that I had with this with Jessica was, I know she'd already did it once before, and maybe she just had to pick which time she wanted to do it. But I feel like that it really worked when the girls were trying to do. Uh, a miss fill in the blank that had something related to them. And so that way we're like, oh, okay, that's why you're miss da 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 da. So it almost makes me wish I wish she was Miss Acai and she would have did like oh. a blue dress with berries mm -hmm. because we would have been like, okay, great. That's a reference from your reference from your season. Awesome. But she already did the acai look for yeah. uh, mm -hmm. the fruity, mm -hmm. uh, fruity one for the ball. So I'm like, mm -hmm. maybe she had to pick one or the other to do it for. And she chose to do it for that one. But I feel like I would have liked that a lot more than this. So this wasn't bad, but for me, it was just okay. So I would give it a 75. Okay. Well, this is where I become unpopular because this, including the fame game, was my least favorite of the night. Um, the Ooh. dress the dress is fine. It's a little boring. But what I really yeah. don't like is the chaotic sausages everywhere. And, like, it's not even close to It just to doesn't fashion. make any sense for her. This yeah, they're just weird. kind like, of why draped wearing, all over. Why, why is she holding sausages? This is yeah, I was so confused. I was like, is there a reference that I'm missing? But I really don't think there was. I, I, it just did not appeal to me. I mean, I liked the concept, but the execution was pretty bad. I'm yeah. giving this a 29. Ooh. Yeah, David, is that really unpopular, though? Right. That, I mean, everybody else gave her really good scores. <laughs> I gave okay one. <laughs> this Jessica. Mm -mm. Um, even the Miss Sausage Party, I'm like, you couldn't think of something else. Like, honestly, it I feel like there was no real thought into it really. I just feel like it's she's just so random. 
and went to party city or wherever got some sausages and just put it on like it just mm-hmm. it just doesn't seem like she like she had a thought the crown I, I didn't really like it i'm not gonna lie um i can give her a 30. yeah, yeah. Uh, you two are crazy. This look is fantastic. Um, I love it. I think it's the right kind of stupid that I like in my drag sometimes. Um, you know, not everything needs to be this crazy immaculate concept. Sometimes it can just be ha ha sausage party gang gang, and that's all it needs to be. You know, um, I really enjoyed this look. I also I love the ha- the uh, hair. I think the hair looks really good with this dress. Uh, I agree with the yellow being her color. Um, I'm gonna give it an 85. I think it's really good. They just I love, it, having, well, I love having a split I, panel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just it makes me feel like that. Like it's almost like you had to go to a costume party, and they were like, "Okay, the theme is me," and she didn't know what the heck she was gonna wear. So she was like, "Well, I have this dress, and I have all these sausage toys. I'll be Miss Sausage Party." Boom, and I was like. Wait, wait. I mean, and, and that's supposed to be her bouquet. That's what I thought. The it is. It is yeah. supposed to be her bouquet. It's like a baby. I know, but it's not. I mean, but yeah, but a bouquet of sausages. That would have been better. I mean, right. I it didn't look like a bouquet of flowers that had sausages on them. But it's like these are just a whole bunch of. None of them are the same. None of the sausages are the same unless if unless they're linked together. So she has like fifteen random mm-hmm. meats and cheeses. Apparently. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, Brooke, it's sometimes you don't really need a concepty concept. You just need to just have, you just have a thought. A and it's, uh, look, right. I am a whore and I enjoy excuse. a good sausage party. And it's like, there right. it is. Okay. Yeah. I, well, then also, yeah, I, too, I feel like, uh, I feel like going with that, though, I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not uh, trying to play devil's advocate on it, but I would say, I feel like when it comes to, it being all stars and the level of what we're holding some of the other girls to and what they're bringing, I would understand it if she was doing Miss Sasha's party as like waka 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 waka. I'm a whore. Then I feel like that the dress should have been a little bit more hoary, like hoary. the ass mm-hmm. should have been out. You know what I mean, or something like that. Yeah. So it really gave I'm a hoe Miss Sasha's party. You know what I mean, like the yellow honestly could have been like making it look like drips. Like she gets peed on because she has the golden shower reference because she's mm-hmm. the golden child. You know what I mean, like well, she's yeah. the one else. I feel like that. that later. <laughs> Right, it's like I yeah, think like between her and another I girl agree. who kind of wanted to go with the slutty concept look on this runway, the other girl really went in on like, uh, okay, yeah. I get it, okay, I get it, okay, and I feel like that's yeah. just what I was missing with this one. Oh, okay. I agree, Lana. It's just yeah, it doesn't have to be like a over the top concept, but she just fell flat for me with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I get it. Next, next is uh-huh. this tired ass showgirl. <laughs> I think this is one of the best garments Kahana has worn on the season. However, this for me felt like she put a random uh she put a random outfit on and just put a title to it. She put an outfit on, had a sash, and just like made it work. Um I still think this is a great garment. I think Kana looks gorgeous. The wig is so good, and you can't see it here. Okay, well, would you like to screenshotting and prepping all the stuff for the podcast, David? Okay, great. I will expect (laughs) it for next week. With that being said, um, I think Kahana looks lovely. It's just not the absolute perfect thing for this category. 
I wish she had had a few other touches to make her look more tired. Um, so with all of that being said, it's going to be an 80 because the garment looks amazing and she looks great in the garment. Yeah, I wanted, if she was going to be a tired ass showgirl, like she could have came out with like a sleep mask on, uh, like her hair. I love the wig. The wig is fabulous, but I wanted it to be more like, show me you're tired. You just look like a perfect showgirl right here. It's just, you don't look tired at all. You just look like a perfect showgirl. So I don't think the theme matches the outfit. And I feel like if you're going to be tired, show you're tired. Like, have one shoe off. Like, oh, I'm tired. I'm ready to go home. Something. Just give me more tired and less and not just showgirl. Because that's not the theme. You said you were a tired showgirl, but you don't look tired at all. You look very perfect and very alert and very much like... I'm here to do the job of, of a showgirl, and I want more. She looks amazing. She looks fabulous. She looks great, but she's not giving me the theme, which can, is the problem. Can I just point out, I know you haven't seen all the seasons, but it is a reference to season four. Somebody calls a different queen a tired-ass showgirl, and it's not really literally about them being tired, but I see what you're saying, and I think that would have been cool if she did do that. Okay. Well, I don't get it. Yeah. And if if that's the thing, and you have to just you can't assume everybody watches every season of Drag Race to prove True. your point. You have to True. come out and give them what the theme is. And for somebody like myself who's never watched season four, I don't know what the heck Tata mm-hmm. Sure Girls mean to yeah, season four. That. And that's not my job to go back and look up your reference. Your job as the queen is to come out and give me what you say you are. You say you're a tired-ass showgirl. Give me a tired-ass showgirl because right now <laughs> right. you're just giving me a perfect showgirl and I don't see nothing tired about it. So, dress, she looks amazing. She looks fabulous. But as far as for the theme, I'm going to have to give her like a 70 because she's just not hitting the theme at all for me. But she looks amazing. Yeah, uh, that's the biggest issue with Kahana's look this week is everything about the look looks gorgeous but there is a continuity break when it comes to her this fill in the blank title and her look um it would be different if her miss fill in the blank title was miss showgirl or something Mm -hmm. like that then we'd be like okay cool because this is like a showgirl outfit but because she's picking something that is niche reference to drag race that's automatically what our mind is going to go back to anyway first thing is fifi uh, so it's like if we're not getting any kind of Fifi reference out of this, it's almost like she co-opted somebody else's like moniker, but it doesn't really match this that well. And so, like you said, Lana, it's one of those things where it's not pushing the reference hard enough. If you're not going to give us a Fifi, if it's a, if it's a Fifi reference, but you're not giving anything Fifi about it, then you have to give something that creates continuity between it for people that don't know the Fifi, the Fifi reference, like Lana, and Lana didn't know it. So she's just saying, well, it just, you just look like a regular showgirl, and I feel the same way. Um, it's absolutely stunning on her with the beaded fringe and everything, gorgeous. Her body in it, insane. But it's very much one where it's like, she did uh, like kind of trip over the, uh, the category a little bit. So I would give her an 85. Okay, um, well, I will say that Kahana did tweet out uh, recently and she showed all of her looks side by side and she was pointing out these don't all look the same and she's absolutely right. They don't. She does the showgirl theme a lot, 
but they're all different enough. They stand out on their own and they're all really great. And this is no exception. This is a great look. Um, the only thing is she sure hyped this up. She said this was going to be her favorite look uh, so far this season. It's not my favorite from her so far this season, but I do think it's very good. Really love the wig. Her body looked great. I am uh, also giving this an 85. Mm -hmm. She came out and I screamed. <laughs> the timing of this title, I was like, Miss Tida Sugar. People were calling her that online. <laughs> We were getting upset because it's like, okay, how much sugar looks like you're going to give? And I was like, eight down. She must have signed <laughs> to the future. But then I'm like, hmm. Her yawning is the equivalent to when Miss Kasha came out in her sour cream. <laughs> With that mean face. <laughs> Did she yawn? She and she, no, but she had the sour, sour face. Cream. She was like, <coughs> and said it was sour cream. No, I, I thought like, I thought Talita was saying Kahana <laughs> yawned. Yeah, 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 yeah. She yawned when she came out. So I was like, that's the equivalent. <laughs> like you're kind of yawning and then saying that's the tired aspect of it. But there's nothing tired about this look. This look is great. I agree. Like she should have probably called it like Miss Showgirl, something different. Probably Miss Continental, something else. Miss you know, Shaw, right. like, like one of those like horribly long titles, like Miss Showgirl Supreme Eleganza Extravaganza. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. Like, that would have been, been ignorant pageant name. That would have been perfect. Alaska's uh, U.S. of A. Miss Drag Queen of the Year Pageant Competition Award Contest Competition winner. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I just feel like it didn't match the title a hundred percent. Um, or she could have been like Miss, uh, what is it, Miss, uh, 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 Miss Gay America first <laughs> alternate the sequel, something. <laughs> she, she could have done she would have been like since, since since her mom was since her mom was first alternate to Alyssa. She so could been like that mom. would have been cute. Alternate. That would have been cute. Great too. <laughs> yeah, I just felt like it was a disconnect from the look and the title. Um, the look itself. The cup is full, but for what you know, she had to do. I'm, I, I, I honestly, I'm gonna have to give her like probably a fifty-five, just because the sash doesn't go with, you know. Yeah. I think it's given. But she looks um, great. This is one of my favorites from her. Though. So I really, I disagree entirely on everyone's critiques. I think this fits the category very well because my ass is sure tired of the showgirl looks. Um, regardless, um, no, I had to make a joke. <laughs> it, it was right oh. there. Okay. Um, regardless. Ooh, tomato, 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 Ooh. tomato. <laughs> Y'all can tomato me all you want. I, like, <laughs> I still I right. We will. <laughs> and will. Yes. Thank you. Um, regardless, I actually really like this look, like, a lot. I think it looks really well. Like, it fits her very well. Um, and it honestly, I wasn't really getting showgirl out of it. And like the traditional sense of showgirl, I was definitely getting like the old old school kind of showgirl, like the, the Jeremy's of the world, the uh like um except this is more like an I feel like this is more like an evening gown as opposed to like showgirl, like yeah. show, showgirl, showgirl. It's not her most showgirl look. Yeah, it felt very pageant drag to me. Yeah, yeah. But um 
I'll be real. Uh, I really don't even like the sash itself. I feel like the sash is kind of thrown together. Uh, maybe it's just because I think Alexis's looks not Alexis's uh, Jessica's looks like really like cinched on her, and like this just feels like it's really loose and it doesn't like fit her very well. Um, I agree. The title is not the best for the outfit. Um, and also, I don't know how many people here watch Dragula, but it's a common critique on Dragula where it's like, yes, you had a really good outfit, but your performance wasn't really it. And I think that's like a very important factor here for this. So I'm going to give her like a 70. Uh, you know, I'll move her to a 60. It's not much of a move, but I'll move her to a 60. We move. See. Lala Ree as Miss Bootlegger. I thought this was a, a really fun play on the category. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a similar thing that I did to Kahana. I don't I don't know how much like I think for what she did in the character that she made, it it it's a good look. I there's just something missing and I I don't know what it is particularly, <coughs> but I thought what she did was good. I liked that the sash was backwards. I thought that was a really interesting, stupid touch that I thought was fun. Um, but it feels a little bit, and the sash doesn't make it that way, but it feels like she had this look and wanted to use it for this category. And that's that's just where I'm at. But I do still think the look is good. Um, if I gave Kahana an 80 for not really fitting the category in the way that I wanted to, I think I'm also going to give Lala an 80 for this look. This look felt very relatable and cultural for me. I don't know about nobody else, but it felt very relatable, very cultural. I grew up in the south side of Chicago my entire life. And when you go through certain areas of Chicago. In the or city, on the red line. On the red line, period. At some time of night. Or or if you go through uh, down by 111th and in Halstead and you just go down these streets, you see this this is what you see you see the person selling the weaves you see them selling the bags you see them selling the gold chains you see them selling the bootleg candy, DVD, bars, candy bars and juice and water everything, and deodorant, that you, everything. anything you they feel like they could sell they go sell it i've seen people walk through the trains selling like bottles of shampoo and yep. like dish detergent and i'm just yep. like what is happening it, it's 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 the best thing ever because <laughs> I feel like I can literally get on the L train, go from my where I was, and go downtown and get everything that I ever would need on my trip there and back. And like, oh, I was gonna go to the store anyway to pick up some shampoo, and so and, and a hat, and glove set, and this DVD that I didn't see, or <laughs> this oh, that's a nice bundle and a purse to go with it, like and spend thirty dollars, and I can do all of that. Okay, it's been thirty dollars, and so I love this look. It was just very comforting to me. So I don't know how anybody else feel about it. Honestly, that's your opinion. It was very comforting for me, and I appreciate that she was able to get on this platform on RuPaul's Drag Race and show how it felt to live in the city that I lived in my entire life. And I miss it very much when I go home and I get on the train and somebody walk through. Or if I get on the train and nobody don't nobody walk through, I'm very upset. I'm very upset that nobody <laughs> came to try to sell me anything. But this felt really good to me. This felt really good to me. Sure, it's just a gold jumpsuit, but it's a great gold jumpsuit. I love the 80 million chains that she's wearing. 
I love the bundles on the bag. I love the combs in her hair. I love the big ponytail. And I loved it all. I don't care what nobody else say about it. It's full <laughs> for me because it made me feel like I was seen. My city was seen. My people were seen. That's just what we do. The hustle was real, and I was here for the hustle. Period. And which wig would you buy? I would buy that uh, pink, the one with the pink mm, at yep. the bottom. Mm-hmm, yep. mm-hmm, Cause I would rock that. Could you get some curls? Here. Absolutely. Serena Cha Cha wig. Mm-hmm. And that red one too. And that red one too. Mm-hmm. Rock it. Rock it. I couldn't yeah. see the yellow one on you. No, I'm not gonna get that yellow one. I the blue, the I think one, and I I would get the yellow one and I would root it and put like a black mm-hmm. root in it or whatever. Period. So that way it'd be like black yeah. going into that yellow. Black going into the yellow, period, period, period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, it's full yeah. for me. It's full for me. I, I, yeah. Lynn, I agree with you. It's just, it's, <laughs> it just, it's like one of my like funny but random goofy Chicago memories is being like drunk on the red line at 4.30 in the morning, going home from the clubs and then there's dudes walking through the train selling king-size candy bars for like two mm-hmm. for two dollars and like yep. me and my friends just buy king-size snicker bars and smashing on candy trunk on the train like it was <laughs> just little stuff like that it's just huh memories memories um, so good. yeah i was like i do i do understand completely like i said the concept this for me is this for me gives me a lot of like what simone did a lot of on her season and what i have been seeing a lot of black queens on drag race do which i really 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 appreciate is really injecting uh items and, and pieces of black culture into their drag and putting that on the forefront on a stage and a platform like this uh because like you said this is something that we all grew up with we grew up with one of these people like this in our barbershop coming mm-hmm. through selling dvds yep. or at the corner store or sitting just sitting up by the corner going through the train um so I, I lived for the concept of it. And I also love, loved all the accessories and the extraness about it because that really played up that. It almost gave me, it almost made me think of, um, I can't remember his name, but it was, uh, it didn't, have you guys, oh God, I forgot I'm older than a good amount of you. But mm-hmm. uh, did any of you all watch a cartoon that used to come out called Recess? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so there was a little kid character on Recess that like was kind of like this bootlegger guy, and he had like this big coat, and he would have like yep. a whole bunch of stuff in it. I can't remember what his name was, but that's that's what this was giving me. It was giving me that kid, like maybe that kid's mom. Like that's he, where he got it from was from her. Hustle man, hustle man from Martin. Yeah, hustle man. Yeah, yeah. Hustle man like, from Martin. That's his mama <laughs> right there. Yeah, oh. very that. Like hustle right. man's mom, right? Like like. Uh, but for me, I guess I do agree a little bit with. Logan, uh, I saw another uh, YouTube reviewer mention this with the outfit is they said that the, the uh, ensemble and stuff they're not crazy about, but they like the accessories more than the ensemble. And it was like, I do feel like that the jumpsuit is a hair bit of a throwaway. You could swap it out with any other jumpsuit and the whole look in itself would still look great, which means <laughs> it doesn't really have that huge of an effect on me. I honestly feel like I would have liked a little bit more if the jumpsuit was black or something like that, especially with all the gold chains and stuff she's got on the neck to really make that pop. Because the way that you have the picture taken of her, it really blends in a lot around the neck and you don't get to see a lot of the detail in it. She did a whole bunch of gold watches and it was a lot of gold on gold and the golds were very similar. So Mm -hmm. it it, it didn't, the details didn't pop as hard as they could have. And I feel like if she did do it in maybe like a black or red or or white, if she would have did a white jumpsuit with all the gold things and stuff, I feel like that would have cleared a little bit more for me, but it wasn't a bad look by any means. Um, It was just almost there. I'd give it a 95. Okay. 
well, you all are going to make me feel bad now, <laughs> but I don't have that cultural connection. Uh, what? I know. Stop it. Shocking, huh? David. What do you mean? But David, here's what I'll say. I at your house for Juneteenth. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> here's what I'll say. This the look by itself. Um, I don't get a lot of drag just from the jumpsuit, and. If I'm judging just off the looks, this is probably my least favorite look. However, while I of like or of the ones that we have of, of the, of the ones on the runway tonight. Okay. So okay, I do like the look itself less than Jessica's, but where Lala won me over was with the concept, which I thought she nailed a lot better than Jessica did. And I thought her delivery on the runway was very funny and it gave her a lot of extra points for me. So I ended up giving it a 44. I want to say real quick, too, I feel like that this really does, like, Brooke, this is also, I feel like, another kind of uh, take on what you were saying with, uh, was it Jessica's? I be- No. Mm-hmm. No. I, was it Kahana's? Which it was one? either Jessica or Kahana's. I think maybe Jessica's, when you make the, when you make the Dragula reference. Yeah. Like, I feel like this, kind of, I feel like this is kind of the same thing, where you said the performance as well kind of fits into your like overall score when it comes to the full runway, not just the what they're wearing, but how they're serving it. Right, right. Because this with Lala makes me feel like, because Lala arguably has not had the best runways really this season. She's had some very plain ones, but I do feel like that she almost has like a Kendra Onyx effect when it comes to Dragula, where they loved how much of a performer and how much mm-hmm. she sold everything she was wearing, more so than what she was actually wearing. Mother. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grandmother bitch. Grandmother bitch. Lana, yeah. want to watch like the weirdest drag ever? And, and oh my god, <laughs> not like weird as in like, uh, like bad or like anything like that, but like weird as in like comparatively to like Drag Race, like the exact opposite side of the coin. Watch Dracula. <laughs> it's <laughs> crazy, <laughs> and the best way, most of the time. Don't watch Titans. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Miss Miss Lala. I I feel kind of opposite. I feel like everything she did was intentional. I feel like the choice of the bar of the um the jumpsuit being gold is to highlight the fact of how much of a knockoff and how much of fake it is. I feel like if it was white, you know, white is if it was really any other color, you it wouldn't have gotten the same effect of it being fake gold because it's like black, red, yellow. It's, you know, like those colors are like, you know, like standard per se, you know? So, so even the sash, even the, the fact sash. that it's, even the sash, the fact that it's turned to the back and then it's like, it's very arts and craft. You can tell she just got the black thing, got a glue gun and put the glitter on it. I feel like that helps to it too. Everything was just great with this one. Yeah, the outfit isn't good, but I feel like that's the point. Like it's not mm-hmm. supposed to be a good outfit, it's supposed to be fake. It's supposed you to be know. like a knockoff jumpsuit, not a right. yeah. Okay, yeah. Like I could, like I say, if it was any other color, and they like, if she would have had it on black, she would have had to do like some fake designer on it, like like some uh, yeah, fake, some fake, right? It had to be something fake because this whole look is supposed to be bootleg. So yeah, gotcha, you're right. Gotcha, it makes gotcha. perfect sense. I see that. that. I see it now. Just, yeah, I like how her title goes with her her as well because you know in her season she was the first bootleg to get that award yeah i feel like she did a really mm-hmm. good job with this um, i'm gonna give her a 95 
it, it, it was good. Her concept, execution, it went together. It was yep. good. Made okay, I bumped her up to a 54. So I bumped her up 10 points. <laughs> For me, I'll be honest, okay, at first, I didn't get it, okay? Mm-hmm. Because when I heard bootlegger, right, I thought... You're thinking talking- of alcohol. Yes, exactly. So oh. I was like, huh? I mean... And then I'm like, wait, hold on. Let me make sure I'm getting the right reference. I Google. Not like the 1920s bootleggers. (laughs) A lot more sense now. And also, I was going to bring it up, but Mr. Talented brought it up first. Uh, And Evie mentioned that that the bodysuit you felt like could be in like any color or jumpsuit or whatever it is. Uh, It could be in any color and it really wouldn't change. I got Golden Boot immediately out of that. Just from that color. It's like the exact same color. So I'm really happy you brought that up, Mr. Talented. Um, honestly, I really enjoy this look. Um, and you know, yes, she has been up and down on the runway this season, but you know what? This isn't up. So mm-hmm. good on you, Lala. This was your week. Um, I'm going to give you a 95. Work. Work. Candy Muse, Miss Arrogant. Can, can I please? No. <laughs> what? What? Ooh, candy. Oh, Candy. Logan, please go for it. I'm trying to find the right words. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) I would like to start with the positives. I love this hair piece. Mm -hmm. Whoever made the hair piece, good for you. The hair piece is the only reason I will not be pleading on this look. Because the hair piece does not deserve a plea. Um, and because the hairpiece took up, I'm going to say approximately 30% of the look because of the height, I will be giving a 30. No further comment. Okay. I am going to resend my time to Brooke because Brooke wanted to start off. And so I will resend my time to Brooke and I will take Brooke's slot. So Brooke, have at it. Thank you. You're the best. Thank you. Um, so when she came out and she said Miss Arrogant, right? And she comes around the corner, I'm like, did I mishear them? And then I looked at the sash, I'm like, you missed the most obvious pun I have ever seen on this show. If she would have called herself Miss Arrogant, that would have been perfect. This look would have been great. Arguably. Wait, wait, what? Okay, Miss Arrogant, because you get like the like the Fur is kind of like a hairy kind of situation. The oh. head, like the feathers. I was gonna say I in no way got that. Yeah, but that's what I got, mm. and that's what I'm working with. Um, <laughs> the TikTok logo color palette we have going on here, um, and I'm saying that sarcastically. Uh, quite frankly, this is one of my least favorite things I have seen on Drag Race in a hot minute. Uh, headpiece be damned, plead. <laughs> Oof. Okay, um, so I just wanted to, to confirm, we do actually, re, uh, do we do catch the reference that she is trying yes. to give us, right? You call me okay. in. Right, right, and the reason why she's wearing the colors is because those are the colors that went with her outfit that she had on in that one, which yeah. they had the backpack outfit challenge or whatever, where she made that yep. with the backpacks. Um, my thing is this, the outfit looks like shit. 
Yeah. It doesn't matter what colors they are. It's a crappy outfit. It could have honestly been a ball gown that was the same colors and would look 80 million times better. This outfit looks bad. Um, it looks like you have a whole, are those feathers or like a eagle on your shoulder? What the hell is that? <laughs> and I don't understand how the hair goes with it. What I would have appreciated her doing is if she would have came out in a ball gown that was made out of backpacks that were the same color, so it looked like an elevated version of the look that she had on. And instead of calling herself <laughs> Miss Arrogant, she called herself Miss Star Quality. That I feel like would have went, came across so much better. Or if yeah. she would have did Miss Arrogant and came out in a up, upcycled version of what um, Tamisha Iman wore when she when she called her that. Like it's mm -hmm. one of those kind of things where I'm like, you took something that would have been a great tagline for you, but you didn't fully link it into your outfit. You thought that the red and blue colors were gonna carry the Miss Arrogant all the way through and it really didn't. So for me, I gotta give this a little 25. Okay, well, I'll start off by saying I don't hate it as much as everybody else uh, so far, um, mostly because of that wig. Like, I think that's a phenomenal wig. My biggest issue is that Candy and her fans <coughs> have been all over Twitter. These judges are so dumb for not getting the reference. Or you fans are so dumb for... Look, this looks nothing like what she wore. Like, none of it looks anything like what she wore, besides the colors, which the colors don't even match what uh, what it looked like in this untucked. So you'd have to really just remember Tamisha calling her Miss Arrogant, which I had forgotten, but nothing else is giving me that look. Um, it does look like she needs to like pull it down a little bit. I don't know. It feels like the waist part is way too high. And I don't even see where it is. I don't, it's not like she has like a high waist around like her, like right under her boob area. But it just looks weird. It looks like the skirt got pulled up too high by mistake. But thanks to the wig, she's getting a 51 from me. <clears throat> um, She really said this season I'm giving y'all legs because <laughs> almost all her looks, excessive amount of legs. She said, I bought three new pairs of Capizios before this <laughs> season started, and you're going to see them every single week. <laughs> Not a hole in them either. Okay, great. I agree with what you said, David. I don't kind of like how the fans are like, oh, just because you reference an iconic moment from your season, that means the look is automatically iconic. Absolutely not. This look right. is nothing of the sort. Candy just took her Christmas, the stuff that you, the Christmas tree skirt. <laughs> I just put that on her. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's like the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey circus. There's always a part of the episode where talented just has to make us <laughs> crack up. Like oh, it's unexpected. Just it makes, it's gonna make for great TikTok content, baby. Thank you so much. Oh, oh, so much. Sorry. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. Bottom of the headpiece looks like the, like a base for. <laughs> But yeah, I'm just like no candy. Like it just no. The wig, however, sickening. Mm -hmm. Sickening. And apart from me knowing that the backpack was those colors, if I didn't remember that, like for example, Lana didn't watch that season, so she wouldn't have known that 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 
to get the correlation between the title and the look. Yeah. I don't think there's a real correlation between it, to be honest. Because of the wig, should get a solid 25. You know, the wig, sick man. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Because I was going to say, all these references and things like that, unfortunately, everybody don't watch every season of Drag Race. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, the, everybody don't go back and check references on what you did on your season. And that's not to say you can't pull up references or do references and, you know, things like that. You can do it. You just got to do it well. Because when I saw Miss Arrogant as not knowing there was a reference point, I was looking for someone who was going to be arrogant. And I'm like, so she has no mirrors, no nothing to be looking at herself. And, you know, like I'm arrogant. I, and, you know, but down nose and everybody as she walks down the road, like she gave me no performance of being arrogant. She gave me nothing of being arrogant. And so I don't know that somebody called you arrogant back in season, whatever. It's so to me, this just doesn't fit the theme. And it looks bad on top of it. Like <laughs> it just don't even look <laughs> like the hair. Yeah, great. The, the wig is amazing. It's great, and I feel like you should have saved that wig for another outfit because exactly. it is, it's doing it no justice with this outfit. You really just bringing the wig down by putting on this horrible like feathery flamingo outfit. Like it's just it's not cute. It's 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 just really bad and anybody who watched the the our, our views know how i feel about candy this season i've not been impressed i'm not it's one runway that i actually gave candy a good like good review from my standpoint on what i thought was great and we back to we back to square one i hate this look i hate everything about this look but the Hair piece. What day? What? What did I? What? What did I do? Well, no, you didn't do anything. I just wanted to interject because this is something that you kind of reminded me of. Um, one thing that's kind of a pet peeve of mine is when somebody has a runway that's like really great, like the the garment's great or the headpiece is great, but it constricts their delivery walking mm -hmm. down the runway, and that's exactly what this wig did for her. She could not move her neck an inch she just walked so stiff and that really like was unappealing to me because right, she has no neck in this outfit with that as right. Mr. talented says the, the the christmas tree skirt is just no neck is showing she looks very smushed and square mm -hmm. in the head and shoulders like very spongebob right now on this on this it's, it's just not it's just not cute. And the wig is not helping. It's just weighing it down. And so as, as gorgeous as the wig is, it's not doing anything for this look. So therefore, I will have to give it a very nice 15. I just <laughs> not a fan. I'm not a fan. Okay. <clears throat> now, next up is Alexis Michelle <laughs> as Miss Man. Bitch. <laughs> I, I want to start by making a comment. And this comment has absolutely nothing to do with Alexis herself. It has everything to do with production. So I'm not shading Alexis because I love this look. And I'm going to talk about it, why I love it in just a moment. But I find it very interesting that production allowed her to wear this look 
won four All-Star seasons ago. Hello? Manila Luzon <laughs> brought a maxi pad dress and was not allowed to wear uh, not allowed to wear it on the runway. Is that production or is that the That like, was production. I, production I heard it was TV Manila. like it was not allowed on TV. Well, that, that is was, production telling her that. Well, no, but there's standards and practices. Yeah, and that was, that was broadcast. It, this is streaming. Right. Streamers do get away with stuff that broadcast television can't. I still find it stupid. I get what yeah. you're saying. I still just find it stupid. It's a stupid rule from standards and practices. Not to mention, Ella's yeah. look was fire and that it's iconic. Great look. Mm-hmm. Yes. With all that being said, that's no shade against Alexis because I fucking love this mm-hmm. look so much. She just... Yes. Yes. Every <laughs> single detail she thought about it. It ah, ah, There are not enough words for me to describe how impressed I was with this look. Even down to wearing one singular glove. That's all she needed. That's all she needed. Hey, can you say that thing you said last week with the Grace Jones looks? She did what needed to be done. <laughs> Overflowing. This is the best look Alexis Michelle has ever worn, in my opinion. On on any season that she's been on. On any anything she's ever worn. Anything she's ever worn. Jesus. Okay. Lana, how do you feel? <laughs> okay, can I be honest? When she first came out, I was like, what is this? I don't get it. I didn't get it at first. Fair, and it's, it's fair weird. and valid. I was like, I don't get it. Because I'm like, did that say man pig? What is this? What does that yeah. say? It said man <laughs> pig. And so I was like, man, man, okay. Then I got it. Once I got it, I was like, you better work, girl. You did that. <laughs> okay. Okay, because at first I was like, I don't get it. And it took me a minute, like I watched it literally right before we started recording. And I watched it and I had to go back and like go back some so I could see her come out again because I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I was slow on the uptake. But once I got it, I was like, oh, (laughs) okay, okay. I see what you did there. And I kind of liked it. And then when she turned around, and then there was the red uh, handkerchief from uh, <laughs> If you know, you know. If you know, you know. And I was like, girl, you, Alexis, has not been one of my favorites this whole season. Some I've, I, I've said she had bored me before, but she has been stepping it up for these last couple of weeks. Because the last couple of weeks, I've been like, I see you, Alexis, and now you're doing what I wanted. I wanted something not safe. I wanted something unexpected, and you did that with this look. This was amazing. I am very much full over, very much full with this look. I kind of, it's kind of iconic. Can't even say. Yes, honey. If if <laughs> if my my cup is overflowing with urine. <laughs> at this point right now for Miss Alexis Michelle. It was the way that everything was revealed when like camera pan the camp come on camera crew for when they revealed like the whole outfit. They didn't just fully show up when she walked out. They kind of started mm-hmm. from the top and zoomed down. So the first thing I see is the chest part that's a jock strap. And I was like, wait, it's a jock strap gown? 
And it's like, I just started picking out little things every time I saw more. I was like, and the yellow is, oh my God. And the heck, oh my God. And the glove, oh my God. I was like, I, I swear to you, all I needed was her to have like, you know how some like pageant queens or whatever will have like, I know some pageant queens will have like a bracelet with like jewels hanging from it or something where they're walking by. I swear if she would have had something like that and it would have had poppers on the end of it, I would have lost my ever loving mind. Like rhinestone popper bottles. And <laughs> I can say this. Can imagine? I have a friend who actually has completely rhinestone his popper <laughs> bottle. I have as well. <laughs> so I'm just like, that would be insane. And I think that's one thing that I will say that I love so much from Alexis this season when it does come to her runways. I feel like that her runways in her original season were a little bit of her Achilles heel because they were like on the lower end of generic safe. And I, to be honest with you, I do feel like some of her stuff on this season was more on the upper end of generic safe. Like it still was a lot of the same silhouettes, but like the outfits have all looked good. Her hair has all looked good. Her makeup has all looked good. It's like, it's almost like now she's kind of solidifying herself as like the gown kind of girl, you know what I mean? So this really fits for her being like a horny bitch, but she still wants to be like, I'm still, you know, opulent, pretty Alexis Michelle in a gown, even though my gown has pee on the bottom of it. Um, yeah, overflowing, overflowing. <laughs> David, I have two things before you give your comment. I'm sure. so sorry, first of all, uh, Eve, if your cup is overflowing with urine, mine is overflowing with J-Lube. Second, <laughs> kiss girl. Right, right. Go kiss girl. <laughs> Go ahead, David. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'll be honest. I didn't even notice the urine stain uh, when I watched the episode. I didn't even realize it until I heard about it on a podcast. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but w what I like about this is I think Alexis did the best job at having a really fun concept and meeting that with really good execution and a good look by itself. And yeah. so the intersectionality of there ends up with her having the best runway of the night. Um, you know, I'm not as generous with scores, uh, but I'm still giving her a very strong 86. Yeah, so she came out and I was like, similar to Lana, I was like, what, what is this? Like, what is this supposed to be? I searched it up on Google images, you know, that didn't help at all. So I had to listen to people, oh, explain. Baby. I had to listen <laughs> to people explain what it was supposed to be. And after that, I'm like, she's yeah. a whore. She's a whore. Yeah, she ain't down. She ain't down. Like top to bottom, the crown, the wig, the dress, everything execu executed perfectly. Um, the cup is full. She did a great job. She did. I, I also want to say I love when we get these takes of like, and I feel like this is something just me as as a trans woman and as um, someone that is uh, very strong about expressing their femininity, especially when a lot of gay and queer spaces thrive around masculinity uh, and more masculine ideals, even when it comes to uh, sex parties and IML and all the other kind of stuff. It's still always geared more towards those mass mass gays. It's still not very a welcoming space for feminine or femme presenting people. So I love on the runway when we get to see these mask takes being flipped with a feminine twist onto them, like how Manila did on All Stars with the what was it the bondage like bunny rabbit mm -hmm. look where she was like yeah. hopping out with the carrot in her mouth and 
like when Mo Hart did the uh, did the Butch Queen look with the uh, lavender oh. rhinestone hanky and the that whole thing. Like I live for that because I'm just like, yes, that's that's that to me is like so. It makes me so proud to be queer. Like it really, really does because I'm like, bitch, it's not all for the boys. The girls are gonna have fun too. Um, so this is going to be probably the straightest thing you will ever hear me say. Uh, when she came out and they said Miss Man Pig, I was like, oh, she's doing a South Park runway. I'm here for it. And then I looked, and I'm like, no, that's not what she said. That's what I thought. South? Uh, I mean, uh, 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 straight? I don't know. The cartoon straight? South Park. The cartoon South Park. Yeah, yeah, very much a straight man boy <laughs> reference. Yeah. I mean, I used to watch South Park. I me mean, too. But, uh-huh. I mean, sure, sure, but a lot of straight men Not boys me. be referencing it. Yeah, Not, you don't hear a lot of gay men referencing True. South Park. Love South Park. Neither here nor there, though. But that's what I. That's what I thought. And that's then true. she out of the corner, and I'm like, oh, that's not what she's doing. Yeah. And I'm. <laughs> Um, I honestly, I have no critique. I think it's kind of like perfect. (laughs) Like I was saying, like like, we had two different people try to give us this like, I'm a slut, but I'm going to make it campy runway type style. And I really feel like this one hit the nail on the head way, Mm -hmm. way more than Um, the other one did. Like all the way through. Logan, you said it, what was your cup filled with, overflowing with, my apologies? J-Loop. J-Loop, oh, damn, okay. Um, Sorry. Mine, mine is overflowing with um, several strings of anal beads. <laughs> oh, oh, come on. All right, wow, bye uh, Welcome okay, to the cup. Serious. <laughs> <laughs> cup after dark. Ooh. <laughs> Wouldn't you yeah. like to know? <laughs> well, don't worry, because next up we have Jimbo as... Miss Tits McGay, that was a horrible <laughs> accent. Forget I just said that. No. Um, tits exist. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to focus on the tits here, even though the tits are the focus of the thing. I think for me, I think Jimbo looks fine. I find this fabric in this, because this is a very common fabric. You see it a lot, or this kind of fabric. It's very common. I've seen it several times on several many drag queens and drag artists. <clears throat> I think here the difficulty is it looks cheap to me. That's kind of just my big critique of this entire look. Is I think Jimbo looks pretty. I think um, clavicle up, I enjoy what Jimbo is doing here. The garment just, unfortunately for me, just looks cheap. Um, it's not my favorite thing Jimbo has worn this season. Uh, I'm going to give her a 69 because that feels fitting. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Um, th- this is what I expected of Jimbo. This is what I expected of Jimbo. And I, I wasn't surprised. And I want, and even though Jimbo has surprised me very much throughout this season with the looks that she's give, she's given, I think I still wanted to be surprised. See, this is Jimbo's fault. It's Jimbo's fault for giving us so many great runway looks that when she doesn't give a great runway look, it's very obvious. And it's like, oh, I feel so let down by this look because it's not what we're used to seeing. So I feel a little let down by this look. I feel I agree with you. I think the outfit itself looks very cheap. 
very like costumey party city kind of fabric like it, it just does I expected the big tits from Jimbo. We if she would have came out and was no tits, I would have been like, whoa. Then that's I would have been last shocked. Week, that's why last week shocked me so much, Lana, for that exact I, reason. I mean, but this one is just very obvious Jimbo. And I didn't want to see obvious Jimbo. I wanted to see something else. So uh, this wasn't my favorite look. I, I do agree from the from the neck up, she looks amazing. Her makeup is really great in this one. And I like the wig. I like the wig with this with the crown. I think I just want it more. So I I would probably give this look a um a sixty four. Zulay. Absolutely. 64, 64, 64. 64. Um, I agree with you, Lana. Uh, Lana, I, uh, and I also agree with you, Logan. I feel like that the fabric does look cheap. Um, also, at the same time, I feel like that Love Jimbo to Death, we know that's her brand, but I wish that we would have seen less tits from her throughout her previous runway so that it didn't make this look so predictable, like, okay, Jimbo's in tits again. I guess the difference is they're just a size or two bigger than the one she normally wears, but they're still jumbo and stupid. We get it. Um, I feel like I wish we would have had less big boob runway so that way it had more space in between them. So it kind of gave us a little bit more of that shock value when she actually did them. Mm -hmm. um, because like you said, this is very predictable. This is very, it's like base level. When you think of jumbo, what's the first thing you think of? Big tits, boom. Okay, cool. Um, for me, this is just very, very safe for Jimbo with, mm -hmm. with, with the with the creativity that Jimbo's shown in a lot of their runways that even that don't aren't focused on their tits. Um, I just feel like this is super safe and they're at top six. And I'm like, girl, why are you pulling out a runway this safe <laughs> close to the end of the finals? It almost makes it seem like you already know you're gonna be there, kind of a thing. Um uh yeah, I feel like that if any other girl would have did something this safe or this just like very basically on brand, like this, like this, this close to the end of the season, people will be like, okay, this is when you're supposed to really show up and show out because like this is around the time when girls start randomly snatching up last minute wins and then next thing you know, you're out, you know? So, um, and I mean, Jimbo hasn't won anything yet since the last, like she was on a little streak and then she hasn't been really in the top for the past couple of challenges. She's been safe. Uh, so I mean, hey, but uh, this I honestly would give this like a forty-five. It's just not wowing me. And like you say, Lana, Lana, I'm just I'm I'm used to being wowed by Jimbo. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm like, no, don't like <laughs> if you're gonna really do it, bitch, push all the way through, like, all the way through, exactly. two, three more weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I hear what everybody's saying, and and I agree to an extent. Um, I will say I just watched the runway, and this is. Logan always takes his personal. It's not about you, but the photo, um, I feel like it doesn't look as good as it did on my TV screen. That's nothing against Logan for pulling the photo. But the runway, still, I think the runway, it still looked the same to me. Like, Yeah, I, I mean, I see what you're saying. Like, it's not a huge difference, but to me, it didn't read as cheap as it is mm -hmm. right now in front mm -hmm. of my eyes mm -hmm. um, the, the garment but, looked better moving i will say yes. the garment looked yes. better when she was walking um, exactly. it's one of and the, and the thing is too is and this is the reason why i said it was safe is because loki you mentioned earlier you said this is a fabric that you've seen a lot of drag queens use because it's that shift color fabric where mm -hmm. it almost for as drag queens it's like one of those cheats that we get it's the equivalent of fringe on a dress or mm -hmm. glitter on your face 
it, mm -hmm. it has it has enough sparkle and color changing when it hits the light that it almost does have to work for you. And I feel like that was part of what I didn't like about the outfit with Jimbo's because I'm like, mm -hmm. I feel like if it wouldn't have half of the allure, I think I think out of it is that fabric. I don't think Jimbo's doing a lot of it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say though, I actually was glad she pulled out her branding a bit with the big boobs and I don't think it's been overdone with her this season other than her entrance look and then the one where the boobs were on her butt. Um, most of the other looks, I would not say the boobs are the focal point. Um, so I don't think it's been too overdone with her. I mean, sure. She's had big boobs, but those are not the focal point of her looks, um, until now. Um, but I still wish it was something a little more exciting because she usually excites me a lot. Um, I gave it a 63. Yeah. Um, the last point you just made, David, I kind of agree with that. I don't think besides those exact three looks that you mentioned that the boobs are over them. Cause I mean, drag is about from what I've known, it's like about, you know, cinching your waist, putting on boobs, putting on pads, you know, trying to give the feminine thing. And I felt like that's what she did with the other outfits besides three. Like, I felt it wasn't really that much exaggerated. This um, underwhelming, everyone was saying the same thing. It's kind of underwhelming. Um, I definitely can see the correlation of the title and the look, but the dress itself is just not flattering. You know, it's not anything to talk about, really. Um... Yeah, I'm gonna give her like a a fifty. The dress just brings it down. The correlation is there, but the dress just brings it down. Yeah, uh, I wholly disagree with both Mr. Talented and David. Uh, we have been critiquing everyone all the season long about repeating the same things on the runway. She has worn these boobs or boobs of a similar size. I believe at minimum five times on the runway. Um, yeah. and Check her looks on Twitter. She did a full post of all her looks. I don't think it's that much time. Yeah. Well, I mean, regardless, Kahana's only really done three showgirl looks, and we called her out on it. I but, didn't. But, but I'm just but, saying, if we are going to call it out for other people, we need to call it out for Jimbo, too, and that's what I'm trying to do. Um, I do not like the look. Uh, I it's not even that I'm underwhelmed. I just don't like it. I think it it doesn't give me anything. Um, the only thing I like about it is like the Carol Brady hair that's going on up there, um, which I find. Well, I agree with Logan. From the neck up, I think she looks pretty great. Um, so neck up, that's about I don't know twenty percent of her body. So we'll give her a twenty. What I'll say about the boobs. <clears throat> Obviously, she's going to wear boobs because most drag queens, you know, traditional drag queens, most. Nope. Most, nope. I'm not even going to let you say that one because that is not true in no way, shape, or fashion. I'm boot not plates, saying. Boot plates like this no, really started I'm, around in drag no, in the past I'm not saying years. this big. I'm not saying. No, I'm not saying. No, I'm not. No, I understand what you're saying. What I'm saying, period, is this style of like chest plate that has boobs attached to it was not created over 20 years ago. This is something literally that did come about in drag over the past 20 years. There was there, that was not created. Chest, I'm just talking about boobs in general. Well, well I'm yeah. not saying like, Well, and to but me But I feel like that's the difference. Yeah, and to me though, it's less about the boobs themselves and it's about the silhouette being similar. Because right. yeah, like 
granted, she has worn different types of outfit, but it's always been big boob, kind of cinched waist, and like that's about it, right? She's not changing yeah. up her silhouette. That's the problem. And the boobs yeah. are a big factor in that because the boobs are forcing her to keep the same silhouette. That's yeah. my um because I mean it'd be it'd be goofy, honestly, if she did something that was called Tits McGee and she had like small tits but like her outfit was made out of tits or something like that i don't know where it still harkens to her being a tit girl but i agree too i think that it ends up becoming a silhouette thing where she's always doing this busty girl thing and it isn't giving a lot of range so it like like i said it just kind of ended up coming off predictable and then what i was referencing with the boot plate uh thing is the size I, the size isn't, isn't, isn't what i was really talking about it was just the the back in the day with drag a lot of times um drag queens were using pantyhose that had birdseed in them or rice or things like that uh, as boob inserts or cutlets or whatever for their breasts or they would tape their chest up and they would use makeup to create those contours an actual like this thing that she has on either connects through your neck over i mean under the back of your neck or it goes over you like an entire vest where it has a full set of fake plastic tits attached to it that's something that's really been created that was created by drag queens within the past 20 or so years as just like one of the new things that girls have started creating to help other drag queens with their drag similar to like a lot of drag girls wearing pads and stuff like that well now we have the drag stop that makes pads already inserted into underwear and you can just buy them straight like that for like 100 200 those kind of things weren't um around 20 something years ago because like boobs for queens was the first person to ever come out with those like chest plate things and that was like during when the seasons of drag race were actually airing so it ends up becoming one of those things where it's like it's becoming sticky in a bad way it's becoming predictably sticky because i feel like that if any other season if there was a girl that always wore black hair on the runway then we would get to a point where we'd be like okay well, we're trying to see you wear black hair or if a girl like Latrice, how many times people got on her about wearing the same shoes more than two or three times on the runway. So it just comes down to a fact that we've seen Jimbo in a chest plate at least four to five times on the runway. And it'd be nice if we saw more variations of her. But she's not the only one. Like James always had one on. True. As I was saying, the problem True. is not the chest plate because I'm not focusing on being a chest plate. I'm focusing on being boobs. Drag queens wear boobs. They wear hip pads. Not all so of them. So obviously she's going to... That's what I'm saying. Most not all of them, them do. And most of them do. Most of them don't. So I feel like that's what she's doing. If you... Because she does have a compilation of her looks. She has probably done the exaggerated Six boobs. Times. Only like... Six times. I just looked it up. Six times. Yeah. I was like, the last time that she did the look, what was it was for the Grace Jones look was the one time that the first time where she really didn't do tits because yes. she actually made a point to say that on the runway. I'm actually yes. doing tits mm -hmm. that I'm out for the first time. Only six and that was like two challenges mm -hmm. ago. Yeah, I was like, that was Can two challenges ago. Colin to finish his, his statement. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, oh, it's six. It's six. Weighs like almost this big. No. Not no, none of them are this big. None of them, but the boobs were the, ex the boobs. The only the time that the boobs, uh, the only other time she has worn these boobs this season was her entrance. Her entrance, right? Yeah. So what I was saying was the over exaggerated to this extent. Okay, not yeah. this size. No. Right. Yeah, I feel like the only other two times that came <clears throat> close was when she did the um the runway where she had them in her behind and then her entrance look. So that's what I was saying. I felt like okay, yeah. it hasn't been, you know, overly done. 
I mean, really... I, get, I get that point for sure. I, I get I, that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with that with the this size, sure. Yeah. But her brand is tits. That's Jimbo's thing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be any size tits is going to be a thing. And it's always, like you said, the only time she didn't really wear tits, a breastplate like that was the Grace Jones thing. But every other time, and maybe even the um, when she did the, uh, well, no, that wasn't on the runway. But anyway, every other time her boobs were a focal point. It didn't have to be that big, but they were a focal point. Like even when she did the whole, um, the futuristic, which I loved, her boobs were still a focal point of the costume, but the Adam the- Eve. The, the Eve thing. It was, be, but that was because that was the thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. That's her brand, and she needs to stick with her brand and do her brand because she does her brand well. I'm just saying for this look, it would have been a little bit more like interesting, funny, more like, oh, okay, Jimbo is being ironic if she's Miss Tits the thing, and the tits are like. Not super there. small super or she's small. got tits like, everywhere else but her actual tits all over her body like and it's like yeah. oh okay it's not just focused on the bit i feel like she's getting lost in the joke of the boobs like, i think we- so i just want to I, I might be speaking for mr talented here but when we say focal point i mean when you think of this look you're like oh the boob look when you think about that internet look you don't think oh that was the boob yeah. look. you think that oh, was I, the internet look i agree now, yeah I think she's wearing boobs to give the feminine illusion, which is kind of what I I agree with that. And but I also feel like that when it comes to on the runway, when they start clocking girls and saying, hey, you're doing things too many times or this, then the other. A lot of times those things aren't the focal point of their look. It could just be something that they see a continuous pattern of. And I feel like that that's what I was talking about. I will say she's given the most diverse catalog of anybody. So she's not supposed to wear breasts. No, she she can wear breasts. Woman. I mean, she but that's them. the same thing. That's the same thing with, with you just called out Candy for showing legs all the time because we're saying Candy show her legs all the time. Well, she just like a short dress and then, or short or, or a leotard or whatever. So that's just her brand. So we can't call her out and say you showing so leg all the time, and we're not gonna call Jimbo out and saying you're Jimbo wears boy. breasts all the time. You wear breasts all the time. Well, her legs are her legs. legs. Her breasts are her breasts. It is what it is. Thirty percent of the space. Isn't it trying to look like a female, the breast? No. No. Well, that's not the end point of drag. Sometimes. That's not the end point of drag. In itself, it's to look like a female. Yeah, so that that's what I'm trying to say. Like, the other breasts, they're not as big as this. And I feel like she's wearing them to give the female body illusion. Not okay. really of having them as the main thing of the I garment. Get, mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. Brooke, you have a comment. Go ahead, darling. Yeah, mm-hmm. to me, when I say focal point, right? When I talk about looks on Drag Race a lot of the time, I have said before that when a look lacks a point of focus, that's like really something that distracts me and pulls me away from it and makes it awful and like hard for me to look at, right? When I look at all of Jimbo's runways, with the exception of the Grace Jones runway and maybe the pop art thing she did for the ball, Mm -hmm. um, the point of focus for the look, regardless of their size, has been the breastplate. Right, yeah. that's what I mean. It, that it, sounds like a you problem. No, that's a, that's a that's a me too. Because no, that's, that's where it problem. is. 
It's it, it's just where it's not focus. our problem because we have different opinions. I mean, no, we just I, focus. Just we just, no, no, it's just oh, okay. it just happens to what we focus on. And I think the the thing is, Jimbo makes you want to focus on that because that's the Jimbo brand. Right. Jimbo is about the breastplates, and the bigger or the small, uh, bigger or small as they are, that's her focal point. So she lets everybody focus on that. Now you might be out of the minority and or majority and say, I don't focus on that. I just look at the look. Well, guess what? Everybody ain't gonna do that because Jimbo makes such a big deal about the breastplate. So that's what I'm looking at every single time. I'm looking at the breastplate because you made me look at the breastplate. I ain't come in here looking at the breastplate. You brought it out and said, "Look at the breastplate." So and guess but what? You look now, at everything. So you every look week, at everything. but I'm looking at the breastplate every week because that's what you put the focus on every week. Even when she came out in the internet look, she had the sparkles and the and the nipples was all sparkly on the breast. So I was looking at that, but the overall, I had to get past that. Ain't no getting past these breasts, okay? Right. And, and, ain't nobody, ain't no, because this is the whole thing. I ain't got a problem with this breast, this breastplate, because this breastplate is what it's supposed to be. The problem is the dress looks cheap on the breast. That's the problem and with this look. Thing, even if it wasn't the focal point of the outfit, like you've mentioned, there have been many times throughout the show where something that wasn't like the main point of focus is the thing that gets critiqued. I vividly remember Max getting critiqued on season seven for not wearing for wearing gray hair every week. I remember Joey J getting critiqued originally for not wearing wigs. Wears a wig, and guess what? The wear she, week she wears the wig, she went home. The week Desiree Matt Bottoms got Desiree Bottoms got clocked on her dots yeah. by episode two. Yeah, and that's the thing. We we certain things get clocked, and then other things don't. And if that is something that's not going to get clocked by the judges, so be it. Oh well, whatever. For me, and for it seems like a few other people on the panel, we want something new. That. You got it last week. <laughs> and I, oh, so we I, can't expect I, I, it I this week either. <laughs> I want no. it every week. This is all stars. I expect the best every week. And, I, and I'm going to call you out on she's, it. If she's I don't showing the you play, most diversity in boob side throughout the season. I don't. Compared I, to anybody but, else. But, when I, but even if you showed me all of that, when it's not a good uh, look, I, I should be able that, to call I, you out and say I, it's I, not fair. a good look. And I wouldn't say it's not the I wouldn't say it's the most diverse of the whole season because Monica's got actual TVs. Oh, oh. Was, and she shows well, the same size every every week. Well, she, she, she left her pump at home. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just, no, I'm just going to say that all drag is valid as long as you're responsible. <laughs> 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 much time talking about this. We're moving on. Yeah. There's still five more looks to bring to look. quickly. <laughs> oh my God, y'all are the ones that have the discussion. <laughs> okay. I blame y'all. I'm not, I'm not blaming anybody. Just, I'm just saying let's go quickly. <laughs> I'm blaming you. Funny. <laughs> All right. Bane game competitors. Very quickly, friends. Very quickly, please. Thank you. Monica Beverly Hills. Miss Sunlight on the Skin. I think it's cute. Whatever. I just wish she had gone the campy route for it. Whatever, whatever. Miss 40. Miss Sunlight on the Skin. It is a reference. I'm not going to explain it to you. You don't need to know. I don't get it either. Okay, so, all right. Um, I, I don't want to judge it then because I don't know what it's about. So, nothing. The nothing ref, do you want me to explain the reference, Lana? I, I, mean, I, I don't want to do anything. No, I just don't know what it is. <laughs> so, her thing is Miss Sunlight on the Skin. 
It's a reference to season five where the episode she was eliminated, she played a character and one of her lines was sunlight on the skin and she couldn't get the line correct. Okay. Okay. It doesn't look it's like less. sunlight on the skin, so I will please. Thank you. Yeah. Um, love her to death, but I'm going to have to chop you on this one um, just because of the honest fact that I am so tired of seeing that same color pattern of Bob Mackie recreated gowns on Drag Race. I'm sorry. I'm tired of seeing that red and gold striped, stripped looking dress. I'm tired of it. That does not go with what you were wanting to do, Monica. Um, I wish if you would have uh, been Miss Sunlight on the skin, you could have came out in something that looked a little bit closer to the maybe outfit that you wore in season five in that challenge. So that way it looked something like that. This just looks like a Bob Mackie replica, which I have no idea how that goes with your, um, with that, so with that title. So uh, I'm gonna have to give that a thirty. Yeah, I would say it is cute but boring. I'm giving it a forty. Um, twenty. I like the color palette. I don't get the theme for the category. I don't like the outfit. I like the hair. Uh, it's a 30. Nasha Lopez as Miss Shady Lady in a gown made of nothing but glasses. This is one of the best things I've ever seen on Drag Race overflowing. Period. The wow. entire gown is made of glasses. And all of the all of the uh, text on the side are reads that have been made on Drag Race, and I appreciate that two Jujubee reads made the list. Thank you, Nasha. I'm kind of obsessed, even with the glasses uh, headpiece. I love it. Overflowing. Period. Love that. Um, two things. Well, three things. One, I think this is the best outfit I have ever seen Nacia Lopez is on drag on in on drag race and I really 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 wish she would have been actually still part of the competition to wear something like this because this would have really made the girls be like oh wait we gotta look out for her ass um yeah. because this is sickening this is this is drag drag this isn't her just wearing a pretty outfit um that's the second thing third thing is the one thing I think that would have made this outfit better is instead of her having reads from Drag Race on there, it would have been sickening if since she called herself Miss Shady Lady, if she had reads that she said about production on Roscoe's on there. That would have completely slayed. But my cup is still overflowing. Yes, please. That would have been insane. Well... I didn't really get the concept. I didn't understand when she said it was made out of glasses. It doesn't look like it is. Um, it, it's literally like I, I feel like that's the best those, part. All eyeglasses. Of all yeah, of my eyeglasses. I couldn't tell that at all. Look, and look I couldn't. I couldn't tell what the writing said either. Um, well, I gave it a fifty-five. Wait. So you're looking at it now? And no, I'm telling you what score I gave it. Now no. I. No, I'm asking if you you still can't look at the picture and see it's made of glasses, like sunglasses. No, and I cannot eyeglasses. tell that. Really? I just see, it that looks like a black sequined gown to me. It's literally made out of broken Some sunglasses. Broken sunglasses. Okay, well that's impressive. Um, wow. That's where I'm getting. It. Look at the middle part of the sash; you can really tell. The sash is, I think, also made out of glasses. Okay. Well, let me let me expand this. 
Please do because say, that it's is really impressive. Okay, I see the glasses on the side. It's better than a fifty-five. I see the glasses on the side. So you're saying the bottom part in the sleeve? I'm saying the entire gown, the entire thing. Okay, well, I guess that's impressive. So I'll and the bump crown her is off. made out of glasses. The crown too. is glasses. The crown is glasses. Okay, let me give her a. I'll give her a seventy-eight. Um, but I heard that she wanted to do Miss Continental, but they wouldn't let her. I wish she had. That would have been amazing. <laughs> that would have been good. That would have been good. Probably a copyright, like a trade copyright. Yep. Yeah, yeah, hmm. maybe, maybe. Or Sasha, or uh, Sasha Colby's gonna kick her ass. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> The only part that I see that has glasses is the nude part and the crown. I don't all see the, it. On all of the up. black is broken lenses. The bra cup too is like mm-hmm. they're like yeah. snapped into pieces and then like yeah. yeah, that part I see. I don't see the part where the sequins is. I I thought I, 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 I wasn't alone. It's not sequin. It's, it's not sequins. It's glasses. It's broken pieces of glasses. It's literally light reflecting off the lenses of the glasses. I can't see it. Um, go the brook. I'm gonna go look and see how how it looked when she walked the runway real quick, and then I can have a score. Because I, I just okay. see. This is okay. why I get annoyed when Michelle says, "If you have to explain it, then it doesn't work." I disagree. I think they should always be able to explain it and give us a chance to appreciate it more once we understand what they have to explain. Um, I really like this look. I like this look a lot. I don't think it's like a top 10 on Drag Race ever look for me, but I think it's fantastic. Definitely my favorite thing Nisha Lopez has worn ever on Drag Race. Um, I'm debating between full and ever flowing. Uh, it's full only because I don't think the part where the nude is looks as good as the rest of the outfit. But it's a nitpick, but it is there. Okay. Yeah, that's the one thing I I really I really wish that she would have had sayings that she said on there or stuff that like has been said at Roscoe's about Drag Race on there. Like that would have been so badass. But for a, but for a wider Drag Race audience, this makes sense. I agree with you completely. Yeah. However, for a wider Drag Race audience, this, this all reads is... they know. Yeah. Yes. So happy we got nurse. 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 Oh, nurse! Uh, Mr. Tal, did you want us to go on while you look at the look, or yeah, you can go on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Chop, boo, plead. Next. Yeah, who was she? Miss Body Stop. She, no, so originally she was Miss Senior Center, Miss Tasha Davis, Miss Senior Center. Even though you could see the bodysuit underneath and the sash underneath, she is Miss Ariana Grandma. And in the words of Mr. Talented, this is your Fame Games winner? (laughs) (laughs) I love Mrs. Kasha Davis dearly. And this is the only... She said, I'm this is the only body screenshot of this look. Sorry, go she ahead. She said, I'm packing 15 outfits and 25 stories. And we're going to match the stories with the outfits, depending on what runway I need to walk. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Score. Keep pleading. Yes. Uh, I p- chop, broken cup, plead next. <laughs> broken cup? It's not that. Broken cup. This is bad. I agree. This is the brokenness of the brokenness of all broke cups. Like, take every cup out of my cover and shatter it. This is horrible. What is that? A no. bore. Oh. 
so it's funny because, uh, well, not funny, but it's one of these things that's happened. And this is honestly because of the effect of Drag Race, you might give my little drag perspective, that they've become this market, which I mean, that's where we, they have that drag cons and stuff like that, of drag-centered items, like wig designers that are making wigs only for drag queens, you know, uh, uh, body pads and all this other kind of stuff just for drag queens, costumers and stuff like that that are making just drag costumes. And so the downside about it is you end up getting a lot of mass produced looking stuff with drag sometimes where it looks very much like, oh, okay, I know the seller you bought that from, or oh, that looks like something from AliExpress or whatever. This for me very much looks like one of those body stop, uh, body suits, uh, very similar to the one that Darian had for the, uh, uh, um, as the world turns one that was in gold. It literally just doesn't have the leg stirrups. And mm -hmm. so, it's one of those things where I hate it because it's like I said, it's like she packed 15 outfits and 20, like 15 basic outfits and 25 stories and was like, I'm going to figure out what fits with what because these outfits aren't really that special on their own. I got to add some kind of personality into them somewhere. And it's like, if you wouldn't have told me anything about what the theme was and I saw her in this, I wouldn't know who the hell she was or what she was doing. And even after the explanation, I'm like, this is very much given a, a after a long night of hooking kind of explanation. I'm like, <laughs> girl. Ariana, grandma, what the hell is this? Um, so no, that cup is broke. Um, completely broken. Like there's a hole in the bottom and um it's hot coffee that was in it that has waste all on my foot. It has burned. The degrees are second and I'm very pissed about it. Messed up my pedicure. <laughs> I had crystal. <laughs> wow. Anyway. And now she's a grandma bitch ready for the runway. No. <laughs> I will say that this, Sorry, go ahead, David. <laughs> this is one that benefits from actually watching the video and seeing her <laughs> reveal and seeing her delivery. Um, sure, the look is pretty basic itself, but I thought she was fun on the runway with how she presented it. Um, so I gave it a 33. She showed the whole damn outfit. There was no reveal. She had a thing a on reveal. over it. It's not a reveal. She still took it off and revealed what was under it. That's a garment that you take off to show a garment underneath. That is not a reveal. I love you, but no. Buddy, I've got a tearaway underneath my tearaway. <laughs> underneath my tearaway. <laughs> I love you, David. It was so awesome. Um, Another tearaway. Hers, um... Hmm. Ooh, speechless. <sighs> Honestly, probably a, a ten. It's a ten or a plead. I, I, I don't plead. Um, <laughs> Nisha's. I'm gonna give Nisha an eighty-five. <sighs> yeah. No, listen. What throws it off for me is the nude part with the glasses on it. One of those things I will say, I will agree with you with Mr. Townsend when it came to that new part is it seemed like that all the glasses were all the same color everywhere else, except for there. It's like there were yeah. some that were red, there were some that were green. And I was like, I wish those would have just all been black too. And then the whole thing would have flowed together. Well, it's probably like the reading challenge. They have different types of glasses that you can choose from. So maybe Ooh. that's why she, she went oh, with that. Sure. Yeah, it could have been that. Right. It could have been that. I'm a, I'm a, so, you know, Kasha, you were making it very hard to defend you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I know, you know, voting hasn't opened yet. I could always swap to James or Darian. You know, that could definitely I happen. think you should. We'll see. Um, <laughs> I love Mr. Pastor Davis down, but I think you should. has made a very strong case, and I will get to it when we get to it. Um, regardless, um, I wish she would have stayed in the senior center, because I think that was definitely a better look. Um, however... I do appreciate the pun of Miss Ariana Grandma, so I can't be too mad at the pun. Um, and the look, you know, that she does have the Ariana hair, so it's like not, it's awful, but it's not terrible, if that makes any sense. Um, no. I'm not mad. Not I'm just disappointed. So I'm going to give it like a three. That real is, I was expecting a much higher score, so I'm yeah, no, I'm like, you're real disappointed. I truly thought you were about to give this a 50 and I was about to physically come to I'm not going to duck where you live and fight you. You're going to fight in West Virginia? And the street. Name the street. Next is Darian as Miss Shapen. Um, I thought this was really fun and different for Darian. Um, Darian still staying my fame games winner. I have to say it. Like I'm truly impressed with the package that Darian brought to Drag Race. I wish her performance quality had just been a little bit better for her to stay in the competition longer. But I love that it's this like everything on the garment is misshapen, and that's the point. And I I think it's such like she said it's such an avant-garde, different take on this category. I'm truly impressed with Darian. My cup is full. I love the reference, too. It's not that your clothes are ugly. It's that you're misshapen. I thought it was actually really good. I just watched it Just watched it while y'all were talking. And when she walked out, I was like, oh, misshapen. Like, that's a play. That's a clever play on words and in, 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 in of this category, this thing. I liked it. I liked it. I liked um, the concept. I liked everything being misshapen, even the wig being wonky and misshapen. And I liked it. I will give it a, a 95. Um, okay. I am... I... <laughs> um, no. I'm, going to, I'm going to be completely honest with y'all. Okay. Uh, this was okay for me. Okay. It was not amazing, amazing. It was okay. Um, okay. And I guess I guess maybe that's because of the fact that, like I said, when it comes to concepts and stuff, maybe it's because I have a, 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 a kind of a set thing in my mind of how I would think someone would do a certain thing. And then when they do it another way that doesn't fully connect, I'm kind of like still left hanging because it's not horrible. I understand where she's going. Part of me wishes that, that the fabrics all work the same color so that you can really make out the differences and like it all being different pieces instead of it looking just like one weird coat. Is that a baby hand? What is it on the side? Uh, it looks it's like a, a misshapen hand. hand, I believe. Okay, okay, okay. I was gonna say, so it's like a little hand like from Scary Movie 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought it was. My germs. My germs, my baby hand. <laughs> I'm not horribly against it. I love where she was going. I really love where she was going. And I honestly feel like this is the most conceptual thing Darian's done all season. So I live for that. Um, I'd give it an 85. It's not horrible. Um, me personally, I feel like if I was doing something like misshapen, I would have wore like 
a dress or a gown but had the silhouette be crazy off like have it be super skinny in the top and big in the middle and super like you know what i mean like i don't know something kind of like that i guess that's what i was thinking of when i heard misshapen i thought she was going to come out in some like really weird silhouette and this silhouette just looks very like oversized to me as opposed to misshapen and so mm -hmm. i guess that's the disconnect so but that's me I, I still a good look she should have just come out in Penny Tration's look from episode one of season five. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty much on the same page as Eve here. Like, I really like the concept. And I think there's parts of it that are executed very well. Like, I really like the really long sleeve. And I like the wig. Um, but my problem is that it's so bulky that it kind of loses its shape and just becomes one big shape. Um, I would have liked to see it more like a Picasso with like distinct shapes to it instead of just a bunch of cloth hanging there. But I still do like it. Um, and I like that she's thinking outside of the box. I gave this a 72. Yeah, David, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Um... It's a little, you know, bulky, I guess, which is kind of the point. Um, um, I'll give her seventy-five. Yeah. Um, when that when they said the title of the runway, I thought we were gonna get more stuff like this with people doing like funny things, things or something like that. Like a good pun. I appreciate puns if that has not been made abundantly clear this evening. Um. So I thought we were getting that. I'm really happy we at least got that from somebody because I believe Darian's the only one that did one. Um, I really, really love this. Uh, Darian is really pushing hard to take that slot away from Kasha. I love her anyway too. So it's it, it's not as hard as it, not as a tough decision as it might have been previously. Um, I agree with Logan to, for the most part. I think Darian and somebody else are right now. Um, but yeah, Darian looks fantastic. Uh, so my cup is 99. I have a question. Isn't, isn't the fame game judged off of entire package and not just these extra looks? Correct. Okay. I thought that I was told that it basically only started like after they got eliminated. So the stuff they did on the regular runway didn't count. I think it's up to oh, you. Yeah, we all know it's going to be a fair fear because the last person who gets eliminated would only have one. Well, they do one look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think okay. you should consider their overall catalog. I okay. am. I am. I mean, I am honestly, well. there's no way you can make somebody not. You can't sit up and say, "Well, those looks are eligible." They're still going to vote for them if they still like the looks. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to not consider Kahana's entire catalog up until this point. Yeah. When considering her now for the Fan Games, but. For this last one, I am going to cede my time first to Brooke because they asked and because they are one of the two wrestling fans in that I know of in this panel. So I will be ceding my time to Brooke and taking their stuff. So a couple weeks ago, Darian had that like uh, widow, like reveal look that I thought was great. And I declared it an all-timer. Nah, this is the all-timer. This is immaculate perfection. It is a glorious reference. It fits the theme of the category fantastically. It ties back into her brand. Um, it's just amazing. There is nothing wrong with this look, not even a little bit. Uh, it's a Ric Flair reference. If you didn't know, Ric Flair would always come out with these really big, elaborate robes. 
he has the feathers in the perfect spot for them or like the, the tough part i don't know if it's feathers or not but either way whatever it is it looks perfect um the blue is like the right blue that the wig is like a feminized version of rick flair so it fits the title belt matches like I, what's her miss what's her miss, miss name queen of the ring. queen of the ring yeah uh wait. she said on her she said on her youtube channel that she wanted to do miss russelmania but production wouldn't allow her to do it fucking uh, eight um this is the biggest overflowing cup i have ever had on the show uh it is a cascading waterfall full of rick flair woo noises uh i it's perfect Oh, is it me? It is, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, as another wrestling fan, I appreciate this look. I do. I mean, Ric Flair is one of the greatest of all times. Woo! If you don't know, woo! Um, but um, as far as this look goes, I'm not as excited as Brooke is about this look, though. Honestly. I think it's a good look. I think it looks great. It's just I wanted, if you go give me Ric Flair, give me all the way Ric Flair. Like, where is the bedazzle? Where is the sparkle? I am missing my sparkle when it comes to a Ric Flair robe. Like, you're doing Ric Flair robes. Give me my sparkle all the way down from the top to the bottom. Ric Flair would never come out in just a velvet robe, and that's it. It got to be some kind of sparkle, some kind of something. But it's it's a it's the the feathers are right, the blue is right. It's good. I will give it a 90. 90. It's good. Um uh, I just want to say it gave me uh you know the black and white robe he did, the like the really famous black and white robe. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have a lot of sparkle on it, it does have those like butterfly things. Some sparkle though. Yeah. Rick Flair has to have some sparkle. Oh, 90% of the time. Highly agree. Yes. But, <laughs> but yes. Um, I am uh, uh, a former wrestling fan. Um, so I know of Ric Flair. Uh, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. Humble Jerry the King Lawler. Period. Period. Um, yes, he used to be on our radio stations constantly. Mm -hmm. um, also, The Rock was one of my first crushes. So, still is. As he should but, be. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. Back when he was in his Versace shirt. It was right, right, right. Right, right, right. Um, so, I do get the Ric Flair reference when she said it's like Queen of the Ring. I'm like, okay, I see the hair. I see the belt. I see where she was going with it. I do wish it had more than 17 rhinestones on it. Um, but other than that, it's not a bad look at all. And it is, right. I feel like, a different take for James as well, too, to kind of almost do like a femme gender play kind of thing because she usually stays more to her like burlesque pinup kind of looks. So this is something different for her. Um, I feel like it could have some simplicity with it looking like it just being a robe with feathers. Like that's honestly how I felt before I figured out what the category was, but knowing how it ties in with the theme, I let it, I let it pass. So I would give it a 92. I would give it a 90 as well. Oh man. Well, I'm not a wrestling fan. So I don't really get the reference, um, but I'm very happy that this appeals to people. Um, so, and I don't mean that as any sort of like condescending, like, I'm happy that there's a market for this. Uh, I'm not the market, so I'm, that's just unfortunate. Um, I thought it was fine. 
I gave it a 41. Um, yeah. I don't really like this. Um, even without being a huge wrestling fan, I saw the picture of Rick there. Somebody did it on Twitter or whatever. I still don't like it. I mean, the the gown, the robe gown is cute, but then Eve kind of made mention of it. Like, the lack of rhinestones does look a little bit, you know, self-done, which is not a problem, but, you know, it could have been more, I guess. And then the crown and the belt just look very cheap. Like, it looks toyish to me, you know? I'm like... Okay, you know. Um, <laughs> it does. Like, the the crown, when I saw the crown, I was like, like, it just looked paper. Like, it's a Burger King crown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, um, yeah, I'll give her 30. Also, Logan is going to hate Logan is going to hate me for this, but I'm going to deduct nature to a 65. <laughs> 65 for nature. <laughs> uh, I will point out though, because we can't see it <coughs> stuff on the back that does give more of a sparkle to it, like her name's on the back. Which oh, yeah, I did see that. I, I did see that. Oh, a very Ric Flair thing to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's and I will it, say, yeah. I will say that um I I can understand why her belt looks cheap because um those belts are fucking those belts are expensive I and i yeah. am not gonna be paying five hundred six hundred dollars for no belt that i'm just gonna trot out on the runway for one time absolutely not you getting you getting the walmart thirteen dollar ninety nine special for <laughs> me on this one. the plastic <laughs> one baby. Not, you're not getting these expensive these yeah. them belts are expensive you get the so, toy one yeah not period sure can't bring the WWE one or like the AEW one because right because that's copyright. Brand. copyright yeah, yeah. This is yeah. This is kind yeah, of I giving didn't... me Mrs. Claus has a blue Christmas. <laughs> I love that. Oh, it's, so <laughs> it's like Jack Frost's um, life. There we go. Knowing that James is such a big wrestling fan, I'm really happy that she was able to show this side of, you know, her interests mm-hmm. outside of drag. Um, I would say if you if you haven't watched her whole series that she's doing on YouTube about all of her looks, I would suggest doing it because it's it's been really insightful. Um, none of them have really like affected the way that I think about the looks, but it's really nice to that she's documenting and showing her whole process for everything throughout the season. So I do really, I, I like it and I recommend it to, to everyone really. Um, with that being said, I don't really necessarily mind the lack of sparkle because there's so much feathering happening. For me, that kind of like, I don't need the rhinestone because of all of the feather trim that's happening. That's just me personally. Um, so for me, I'm gonna give James a 90. I just hate, unfortunately, that, like, I, I see where she was going with the feathering and stuff, but because of, like, the way that she changed the proportions up so it is a more feminine thing, it, it does give kind of, like, Whoville robe 
Mm. For sure. It, it gets more like a house robe instead of the wrestling robe look that yeah. she was going for. But I get what you're saying, Logan, about the not needing the rhinestone. But I'm like, if you're going to give me Ric Flair, then you got to give me Ric okay. Flair. And, and that's that is me not being a huge yeah, wrestling fan. Exactly. And, 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 and that's what and that's what I can appreciate and understand because like like I said, I don't get all the references all the time. So it doesn't translate when people do it. So not you not knowing the reference of the wrestling fan doesn't translate. It's like this is just not a drag yeah. for me, but I won't Ric Flair. Um, I just yeah. I, I this is we've not gotten a ton of like pro wrestling stuff. On Drag Race before we had the wrestling challenge in season four, Aquarius Luchador look from season ten, and this, and all three of the times it's happened, I have loved it. I <laughs> Drag Race next season, please. That challenge was fantastic. Um, They're never going to do anything like that again because Charlie Hyde broke a rib, and and uh, Eureka tore her ACL. <laughs> well, you. yeah. Anyway. Uh, We've come to the end, thankfully, of our three-hour program. Let's go over the end of the episode that we still have not discussed. Um, oh. Top three of the week. Jimbo, oh, Lala, and Jessica. Yes, uh, yes, Lana, I know. <laughs> I'm going through it very quickly. The winner of the challenge. Thank the Lord above, Lala, where you finally won a challenge. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Even, even though she was not my favorite in the challenge, it felt right that she got a win because it's kind of a travesty that she hasn't had one so far. This, this is her first, first win ever. Ever. Yeah. No. Ever. So, very happy for Miss LaLaurie. Uh, thank goodness. It's about we'll damn be, time. We'll be, we'll be happy to see her as a lip sync assassin on a future season of All Stars because mm -hmm. I can probably I can count to Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Cut the phone. Um, and our bottom two of the week are Alexis and Kahana. In one way or another, we all agreed and disagreed with this bottom two. We already <laughs> talked about that. We're not True. going over it again. Uh, Lip Sync Assassin, Lotus. It's gorgeous. <laughs> That's my I'm girl. Thrilled. Thrilled. I oh my God. hear the word Lotus ever Lotus. Just throwing, just throwing it in there. Um, I got a chance to meet and hang out with Georges and Stephanie Prince when they came uh, for Drag Race or whatever. And uh, okay, drink, yeah. And um, it was hilarious. It was, uh, it was hilarious because we got Stephanie completely drunk, and but we couldn't find her in the club because she's like five feet tall. So we would be <laughs> me and Georges, and everyone would be taking shots and stuff. And then we'd look around and go, "Where is Stephanie?" And then we'd spend fifteen to twenty minutes trying to find Stephanie. We did that the entire night. It was funny. <laughs> to be clear, I do not dislike Georges. I just had to hear Lotus for like an entire Lotus. Oh, and I'm I love Georges. And for some reason, they gave Georges about damn time by Lizzo. We know why. Yeah. Because Georges was paid a hefty sum of money to lose this lip sync. <laughs> she did the TikTok dance. And I, I'm, I'm going to say that is not that is nothing against the performance of La La Rie because La La Rie absolutely destroyed this lip sync. But I Georges did not go. Georgia's did not go in as hard as we know Georgia's to go in. I will she was at that. 40. She was at 40%, maybe. I think you're still yeah. going. 
Her got, wig was also at forty. Yeah, she I wanted it all like, long. Oh, I think, no, I disagree. I love that. I love that short wig, baby. Thank you. Wig. Made her Gave feel so me. small because she is. It was so nineties. Lincoln. It was so nineties and like that asymmetrical vibe. Yes, baby, I live for asymmetrical vibe. I love that. I love that. But yes, so Lala wins the lip sync. Fire. Period. And finally, time to send off Kahana Montrese. I'm sad, but I'm so thrilled that she was on this season because I've always been just the biggest fan of her from season 11 and until now. I'm so happy that she was able to come back. Happy that she got she got a win. She was able to show off a lot more of who she is as a drag artist. And I'm happy. Impressive runway. Impressive runway. Impressive runway. As much as we all may have said things about things being repetitive, impressive runways. For me right now in the fame games, it's Darian or Kahana. Yeah. That's where I'm at personally. So I'm with I'm with Kahana for Fame Game. Honestly, Same. I've I, I, after the first couple of episodes, I was like, I don't fully see Kahana just coming out of nowhere and winning this. And if something happens that she doesn't make it, it she's gonna have to be my Fame Game winner as of right now. Because as, when Heidi dropped, I was I was like, it was either gonna be her or Heidi. And then when Heidi dropped and they said she wasn't eligible anymore, I was like, well, I guess it's Kahana for me. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we may not have the best chances now after the, all the Heidi stuff, knowing how the fans have been reacting. Yeah. Now, not saying she's not deserving because her runway package has been, for the most part, really good. Right. But, yep. you know. I, I will say, unlike Logan, I was not a fan of Kahana uh, going into this season. I thought she was kind of a nothing character on her first season. And I was like, why are they bringing her back? Uh, but she completely proved me wrong. And I think I probably have been the biggest Kahana fan on the panel uh, throughout the season. Like she for sure won me over a lot and I really appreciate her as a queen and I'm so glad they brought her back. So she's great. So looking at the next four episodes, this is a little, little tiny bit of, a little tiny bit of tea. So we haven't used this. We haven't we haven't used this uh, this banner in a long time. It's tea time. If you don't want to know some mild spoilers about the next four episodes of Drag Race, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, no elimination. If y'all don't want to know either, bye. Um, but this is just what we know to be the final four episodes of the season. Uh, allegedly, the season is eleven episodes. Um, with episode eight being our design challenge where they have a box of materials based off of a former all-star winner. And you have to make a look that screams, I'm a winner, baby. So that is next week's episode. They have to make Uh, a look made out of materials on their body. Body. There will be garments made of materials on their body, and I'm very thrilled about that. Hopefully there'll be a brick. Hopefully fabric. <laughs> fabric. And a button. Just one. She used to this one. <laughs> so what we know allegedly is that episode nine is gonna be the roast of Carson Cressley. Oh okay. another comedy challenge. I know exactly. But they want Kahana ass to win. They really want they really wanted Kahana out and they really wanted Jimbo to win. Um yeah. Again, I'm not mad at that scenario, David Healy, 
I'm not upset <laughs> about that. I'm just saying there's a lot of comedy challenges on this season. That's you always and call then <laughs> we, um, so episode nine is allegedly the roast. Episode 10 is a makeover. Ooh. And episode 11 allegedly is titled The Fame Games Variety Extravaganza, which is not only where we are getting the reading challenge, but we are getting everybody back to show off in the Fame Games Variety Extravaganza. So they waited until the last episode for the reading challenge. That's allegedly. That's the second to last episode, right? All we know is that there's an episode 11. But um, episode 11, after episode 11 is when we vote. Um, there should be a 12th episode. Yes. Uh, probably. Okay. We don't know anything about it other than it's probably the finale. Yeah. I mean, also yeah. seven. So that would make sense. Yeah. I have one thing to say really quick. Although I know none of us probably like this twist that they did. But I found it interesting that they haven't done the if you're not in the top, you're in the bottom thing. And I feel like they're trying to protect some people by not doing that. And thank God. Because you can say their name. we all know. Yeah, I think I think that I think that's what they're doing. And I find it because if, if they were to put that person at the bottom, it's already been whispered about how quickly they would go home, and they can't. Yeah, so I find it interesting that they're not doing that, and they decided this season not to do it. I, mean, I, 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 I agree with I producer. Want to, I want to make it clear: I like Jimbo, but yeah. I agree. Yeah, um, I mean, I agree. They do that from long time. Then we should. I can agree that. and be happy that they're doing it. Sometimes I like uh, there. No, and that's rate. valid and understandable, and I don't blame you in the slightest. <laughs> So, well, thank you for joining us for yet another three-hour installment of The Cup. Um, I hope you are all letting loose today. Um, make sure to subscribe for more three-hour videos, because that's seemingly what we do anymore when it comes to covering All-Stars Elite. You're on YouTube, so do the YouTube things, because you're on here. You know how to do them, so do them. Uh, make sure to follow all of us on Twitter as well as uh, at the Cup Pod for all of your Cup news. Uh, make sure to get yourself some merch. Link below. And uh, cheers. Link below this. Cheers. Sure, sure. Goodbye. Oh, Goodbye. <laughs> oh my that is God. the best joke you've ever made, Brooke. Oh, oh my God. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, y'all. Bye.